Welcome to the Rebel Health Podcast. Super excited to be here with Dimitri. <laughs> <laughs> Great to have you here, Dimitri. Yeah. And thanks for having us at your beautiful house. Absolute pleasure. Here in Lake McDonald. I must say that that's probably one of the best introductions I've ever had. I haven't, uh, I haven't you know, done the so introduction. <laughs> so, uh, first off, though, I'm just uh, going to acknowledge country. Yeah, yeah, it gets better from here. Uh, we just want to acknowledge the first people, the traditional owners of the lands where we live and work. Um, we're on Gubby Gubby. Is it Gubby Gubby, Gubby, Gubby yeah. yeah, we're still on Gubby Gubby. Um, and recognise their continuing connection to land, water and community. We pay respects to the elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge the important role Aboriginal, Aboriginals and Torres Strait Islanders people can, people continue to play within the Queensland country and Australia. So yeah, so we've got um, Dimitri here. He is the husband of my cousin, so his family. But he's quite an amazing man. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> um, he's, uh, yeah, he came up, uh, childhood could have been a little bit rough around the edges, should I say? I yeah. think from the conversations we've had, not all bad. Um, but from there, he got into a bit of martial arts. Um, and then practicing from there and from there, he, um, from then I, when I knew him, he, he married my cousin, um, and then he's represented Australia in triathlons. He's been a chef. He's a personal trainer, coach, mindset coach, NLP coach, uh, Feng, Feng Shui. Feng Shui. Feng Shui. Qigong. 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 Yep. Um, and it's just connected to the land, emotions, health, everything we really um, love, live and dream about, um, he does also. So yeah, I'm super excited to just dive deep into uh, your story, Sure. what's happened, and, uh, but what I'll do, I'll just let you um, just tell us a little about your background. I'll let you take over now. Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, I guess it's pretty similar to what you said. Um, finished, uh, yeah, grew up in a pretty rough... Oh, look, I was oh, born in... Hang on. Okay, hang on. Born in Papua New Guinea. So, born in Papua New Guinea, Dutch parents went over to Holland, lived in Holland there for a fair while, and um, uh, came back to Australia, back to Papua New Guinea, settled down in Australia. Anyway, lived in Brisbane probably most of my life. Um, but travelled the world extensively. So we used to go over to Holland and, and use Holland as a base camp and then travel all around uh, Europe and then visited another country on the way back. So pretty, very, very lucky to be able to yeah, experience the world. Um, finished school, didn't really know what I wanted to do, uh, knew what I didn't want to do. And um, yeah, moved down to the Gold Coast, started studying hotel management, did a hotel management degree, uh, started up a chefing um, apprenticeship, finished chefing, started working my way as a chef. And then transitioned into fitness and then um, and martial art training, performance training, athletes, all that sort of thing. And then, um, yeah, at the moment, um, still doing a fair bit of, of mindset, um, personal training, coaching, wellness, all that sort of thing, and, and a bit of project management as well. So. Yeah, nice. Mm. 
Love it. Dimitri, I'm really excited about this podcast. I can't wait to dig into all of this stuff with you. Dig in, dig in, And um, you feel like you're an open book, which is even better. Sure. Um, before we sort of dig in, I'd love to just you to give us a bit of a scope of this place that we're on. We're on obviously a beautiful piece of land. Um, you, you bought it in January. You've done a bit of work already. Yep. Um, what's drawn you to this space? And... Um, and tell us about it, please. Oh, yeah, so it's, um, it's about four and a half acres. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> There's a great story to this. A really I good... know the story, <laughs> so I'm like... Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm excited, so you better tell the story correctly. Oh, really? you can't... Yeah, yeah. That's like this half is... an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't fudge oh. this. So, you, like, the way we've got here, like the way yeah. you got to this house, yeah. the yeah. story is... Amazing. I suppose I should really tell it because it is very energetically connected. So yeah. we're, on it, we're, we're on about four and a half, five acres out at uh, Lake McDonald. Um, beautiful, big allotment. Uh, what can I say? We're so lucky. We're blessed. We're grateful to be where we are. Um, what's drawn us here was the, was the um, acreage. You know, we wanted to get away from you know, living next to other people. And we, just, we love uh, organic growing. And we just love space, you know. This is something that we'll we'll stay here. I'll stay here until I kick the bucket, mate. I'm <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is it. We'll yeah. be passing this on to the kids, sort of thing, you know. But uh, I, as a chef, I love growing edibles, so I, I just want to put in. I just want the whole block just full of, you know. Mm. We've put in macadamia nut trees and avocados, and we've got mangoes, and we've got apricots, nectarines, lemons, limes, oranges, lychees, like, and that's just the start of it. Mm. You know? mm. We want to put in all the grow beds, organic growing, and the chickens, and basically just go off the grid and just have a com- be completely self-sufficient that's what we love me and my wife you mm. know, me and Angie, we just love mm. doing that and we love just having projects so that's what's drawn us here mate you know, just, just just the land and the space to give you a really quick to try and speed the whole thing up right so we were looking Don't speed it up <laughs> just talk it slowly <laughs> so people get it all right, right. so we started looking probably uh i reckon um Anyway, last year sometime we started looking for a block because we knew this is what we wanted, you know, just a, just a block, big acreage. And I started looking. My mum, my mum's very so. My mum actually introduced me to my Chinese um, energy master. So I started twenty five years ago. I started studying no movement energy qigong. That's a bit of a story as well. Um, we will go there. We will go there. Yeah. Anyway, so she does talisman energy um, drawing. So I don't know if you know much about that, but you basically do a drawing and, and there's energy connected into that drawing that gives you, um, that may assist your thought process or your direction or whatever it is. So it's an energetic drawing. So she does, I said, oh, mum, can you just give us a, can you help me with, a, you know, an energetic drawing that's going to, you know, enable us to go into the right space and the right property so the right property comes available for you so it's not i don't want to define where i'm going i just want the right property to connect with me mm. anyway that was the purpose of it and so we started looking around and um we we found a couple of properties and we put a few offers in and sorry was that drawing has that already happened yeah yeah and can yeah. you tell us what that drawing was yeah so it was basically it was a uh it was almost like um there was nine fish, nine fish on the drawing, and it was like, yeah, it was very sort of symmetrical, and um, uh, uh, the basis of it was That's not nice. the, <laughs> sure, Sherry. The, um, <laughs> the, the basis of it was yeah, like nine fish, and um, in a beautiful sort of like an almost like a, a universal type of a um, talisman sort of setting. What number is this house? 
It's number nine. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so she does this drawing and she goes, uh, she goes, okay, so I can see it on this beautiful big property. She goes, oh, there's a, there's a connection with the owner and an old lady. And, um, and, and I'm seeing number nine, which is why the nine, nine fish was in there. Anyway, we look, probably was, we were looking at it was nothing like this. And I'm going, and like we put an offer in um, mm. at, at this other property. And I was thinking, yeah, we're definitely going in there. Anyway, they wanted, we put an offer in for 900 and they're like, yeah, no, 1.1. And we're like, yeah, no, nah, that's not going to happen. So anyway, we started looking around again. And I had, I, I was sort of like, we'd, we'd look at places and I'd sort of go here and go there. Anyway, I'd never really had my day planned out for me. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to plan the whole day out. So I planned the whole day out. I was, I was here, I was there, I had like, 20 different appointments and I know exactly where I was going I had it you know logistically planned and and she goes oh you've got to go out to this place and have a look at this place that I found I go no I've got the whole day planned she goes no you've got to go out and have a look I said, no so anyway she rings up the agent and books me in and goes oh, I've booked you in <laughs> <laughs> oh really right so I had to come out here anyway I get out here have a look and um and uh I, I sort of walked through here and because she said oh it's, it's like a renovator's delight I said, it's way out of our price range. Looking at the, it was like 1.5. I was like, I don't want to spend that much, you know. Around the mills are where we're going to go. Anyway, um, had a look. Said, yeah, okay, it is a renovator's um, delight. And I sort of, I've seen what I need to see. And I was, because I was like, you know, on a schedule. I was like, right, I literally spent five minutes in here. Walked out. And as I walked out, um, I got the letter of offer. I walked out and then I bumped into this old lady. And it was someone that I used to know, I used to work with. And um, she goes, oh, because I haven't seen you for ages, blah, blah, blah. She goes, oh, have you been down to the pond? I said, no, Joe, no, I've got to go. Like, I'm, I've gone on a big schedule. She goes, oh, but you haven't been down to the pond? I said, no, what do you mean? She goes, you've got to come down to the pond. I said, Joe, I'm too busy. She goes, grabs me and goes, you've got to come down to the pond. <laughs> anyway, drags me down to the, to the pond. And by then it was like, you couldn't even get down there. It was just so overgrown. And I get down to the pond and, uh, you know, we're talking and then this big fish kicks its tail. Mm. And I go, I've gone, oh, fish? And I'm going, old lady, Joe. And I go, Joe, what number is this? She goes, nine. And I'm going, oh, oh. <laughs> no, really? That's crazy, isn't it? So it was right then and there that I've just connected with that talisman. And I just went, oh, this is, I, I just knew. Mm. At that stage, I just knew mm. it was meant to be. Anyway, so um, it keeps going. Yeah. Um, the story we, gets better. The story gets better. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um we can't. I put an offer in for for nine fifty, and they rejected it and said, "Look, um, if if you put it in two weeks ago, we would have said yeah and accepted it. But it's a it was a week out to the auction. They said, oh, they just want to take it to auction to see what they can get.' And I said, "Fair enough, but I'm going to offer you a mill." So I came back and said, oh, "I'll offer you a mill." And they said, "Yeah, it's too rejected again." I said, "Look, too close. I want to take it to auction." So I said, oh. "So at that stage, I didn't have my um, my uh, finances approved." So I didn't have pre-approval, so I couldn't bid at the auction. So I said, oh, can I bid under lapsed conditions, you know? And they said, oh, come out on the auction day and we'll, and we'll talk about it. So anyway, it was like, the auction was at 11, it was 10 o'clock and I'm ready to go and Ange still wasn't even dressed. I said, Ange, what are you doing? I said, it's auction day. She goes, oh, I'm not coming out. I said, you're coming out. Yeah. <laughs> get she made you come now. out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I said, get dressed now, what are you talking about? Yeah. Drag her out here and um, as soon as we get here, she goes, I said, I'll oh, come and have a look around. She goes, no, we're going to go down to the, to the water's edge. Go down to the water's edge. Joe's down there and Joe's down there with this other guy. And so we're talking and said, um, uh, in the meantime, I'd actually written a letter to the real estate. And I said, look, this is, we're not, we're, we're, we don't want to just buy the place. This is, this is not a house for us. This is not an investment. This is a home. 
This is, this is a place where we're going to stay for the rest of our life. We, can, we want to see our children chasing butterflies, our grandchildren chasing butterflies around the, the pond. Like, mm. this, is, we're not, this is our forever home sort of thing. And the owner really connected with that, but I didn't know at the time. And so, anyway, we, we were down there talking with Joe and this other guy, and, you know, it was about half past ten, auctions at eleven, and we'd been talking for, like, five minutes and telling the whole story. You know, and Joe goes, oh, have you met Trevor? And I go, no, no, anyway, hey, hey, hey. Oh, Trevor's the power of attorney. So he was the guy selling the place, yeah. you know? And then he's, he's heard the whole story. And anyway, I said, well, you know where my office is at, mate? And he goes, yeah, I do, actually. And he goes, I, I really want to sell it to you. So hopefully, you know, at the end of the day, we can, we can work something out. So then the auction went. Uh, I couldn't. They said, no, you can't bid. So I literally sat right on the corner there while everyone stood under the veranda and the auction went and went uh, seven fifty. There wasn't a lot of people, which was good. Straight away, I thought, oh, it's a good sign. Mm. 750, 800, 850, 900, like quick. Boom, 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 boom. And I said, oh, it's gone, you know. Nine, 900 just stopped dead. Nothing. Mm. Stopped dead. And he's like, what are you, what's going on here? Anyway, after about a couple of minutes, our mate comes back in and goes, 910. He goes, cheeky, because it was going up 50s. I thought, one more 50, it's 950. Mm. It's going to mm. run too fast, too mm. hard. Anyway, he comes in at, at 9.10. So I'm thinking, oh, there's a sniff there because it's going up in 10s instead of 50. So he goes, cheeky, but I'll take it. 9.10 goes up in 10s. 9.10, 9.20, 9.30, 9.20, stops dead at 9.50. Anyway, passes it in, passes the whole thing in and goes, look, um, or pauses the auction. So look, I can't, it hasn't reached reserve because obviously I had to reserve it at a mill, which was yeah. my offer. Mm. But my offer wasn't, you know, as auction, as you know, is, is unconditional. It's pre-financed, unconditional Bang, you already got finance, it's, you can't put any conditions on it. Mine was subject to finance because I didn't even have my finance. Anyway, um, so paused the auction at 9.50, came back in and said, look, uh, the, it hasn't reached reserve, we're going to go back in again. Um, if you want to come up, we'll give it an opportunity to come up. Goes up in fives after that. Anyway, it goes up to 9.75. Just as he's about to hit the hammer, I think there was an, uh, a bidder from Victoria and the Victorian bidder's gone on 9.76, you know, it's gone, <laughs> yeah. gone yeah. from fives to so ones. quietly just going, yeah. come on. And the local, local guy's just gone, oh, I'm out. I just, can't, I just can't be bothered going up in ones. Yeah. Oh, I'm out. And so uh, anyway, yeah, it, it, then the auctioneer goes and talks to, to, the, to Trevor, to the owner, comes back to me and goes, well, I don't know who you are, but um, the only wants to sell it to you. <laughs> going, well, that's why I'm here, mate. He goes, well, if you're prepared to sign a, a contract for a million dollars, let's uh, let's do the business now. And I go, oh, well, let's do it. So mm. anyway, signed it. Uh, and it was at the worst time of the year because it was Christmas time. Yeah. Couldn't get the banks. You know, We had to extend the finance, extend the, the clauses, and we ended up being in here. So, yeah, the talisman was, you know, nine fish, old lady connection, number nine. Um, and yeah, all the connections are there and it was just energetically just meant to be. Everything yeah. about it was just meant to be. So yeah, we're very grateful and very fortunate. Mm. It's a bit of a mm. story. Amazing. It's it was. good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like... And I've left a bit out. <laughs> to try yeah, and speed yeah. it up but a little that's, bit. But yeah, that's... That's, that's the gist of it anyway. So yeah, 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 yeah. We're meant to be here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and when you drive down the the driveway and you see all those palms and then it's just and you come up it's just beautiful and the energy is yeah is is amazing and yeah i've just seen what you've done to it and thanks mate yeah it's beautiful i love it yeah Yeah. and look eventually like i said we're going off the grid hopefully with the electricity and um yeah just getting all the organic growing and the chickens and you know it's just beautiful to see the kids you know Mm. just, just running around even though a lot of my girls have grown up and are leaving got 
I've got five beautiful daughters. Yeah, I was just about to say, <laughs> yeah, I, missed yeah, that, uh, I missed this in the intro. <laughs> Tim has five daughters and a wife, and he's five. the only male, and his yeah. dog is female. Dog's female. Yeah. Uh, we had a bird once that was female, I'm sure. Uh, we've got four goldfish, I'm sure they're all female. female. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just nice to see the kids out yeah. know, playing, and like I said, you know, this is our forever home, we'll just keep building on it. There's, thousand projects to do and uh, we'll eventually hand it down to our kids you know when we pass on so yeah magic space mate that is that is it's beautiful Mm. Mm. so let's uh let's unpack um how you got here you know (laughs) well that's a big story yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's 50 years (laughs) yeah yeah there we go so um yeah where did you grow up then where so you you said down in Brizzy, oh Papua New Guinea. Born in Papua New Guinea. Did yeah. you? How long did you live there for? Oh, it was only a couple of years, and then over to Holland, and then back Holland. to New Guinea again, yeah. and then and over in Australia. So by the time we got sort of here, yeah, settled down in Brisbane. I mean, I've lived everywhere on the east coast down to Tasmania, um, but um, yeah, did most of my growing up in a suburb called uh, Corinda in in Brisbane, which is close to sort of Oxley, Inara, Inala, Dara. So they're quite sort of rough sort of gang areas and yeah it was a pretty you know roughy gangy sort of a, um, an upbringing yeah streety sort of an upbringing shall we say yeah so you were i suppose was there a lot of trouble like could you've got yourself in a lot of trouble oh 100 and look i, I did like uh, I, for some reason i you know i had a bit of a switch there I, i've never been one to follow the crowd so you know i yeah i, I mean i've Taking a lot of different drugs, never shot anything up. That's just something rural that I'd never even mm. wanted to even take, and you know, I put anything up my nose at a, at a stage and smoked a lot of dope, you know, that sort of mm. thing. But you know, we'd sit around and you know, the boys would be doing all this that, and the other, and and um, go, "All oh, right, yeah, it's your turn, your turn." I'm like, "Yeah, no, I'm not doing that." Yeah. And they're like, "Hey, mate, you got to do it." I'm like, "I'm gonna have to do anything. Mm. I'm happy to sit here and I will go. I will fight every single one if I have to. But if you want me to do that, I'm not doing it." Yeah. So, you know, that was, I had lines and, and that sort of thing. But yeah, look, knocked around um, with, with, with a fair bit of, you know, street sort of gangs and, and that sort of thing. And, but I never really participated in, you know, a lot of that gang um, activity that they did, sort of yep. thing, shall we say. So yeah, yeah. Had a bit of fun, had plenty of mates in that area. But, you know, if they were going to go bash someone or if they were going to go and rob someone or break into someone, I was like, yeah, no, it's not, it's not what I do. Yeah. And where did that character come from? I don't know, mate. It's just always just been something that I've just been never... I've never had a problem with, um, you know, just knowing who I am and what I stand for and what I want, my own morals and ethics and values. And I guess it's just something that's always been built in me and I've just always stood up for it, so... Your parents um, were pretty strong like that, or...? Um, yeah, I think so, yeah. I think I've got some, some pretty good values from them. Mm. Um, but I, I guess fundamentally it's... It's just more something that's always been a part of me. So mm. it's not something that I remember as parents then sort of mm. um, enforcing their morals and values and ethics on me. But, you know, they've always been, um, you know, like manners and those sort of things, like manners and, you know, sitting down at the table and sharing dinner and all those sort of things, just uh, common sort of values like that. Yeah it's, yeah, it's always just been something that's been a part of me and I've never had a problem with it's, a, it's almost like you tapped into this knowing with inside yourself of like going, yeah, that's, yeah, that's not me. And yeah. just, yeah, just that in, uh, intuitive thing that we've all got inside us. Mm. Mm. Um, and 
not everyone taps into it, eh? But obviously when you're in that moment of, you know, you, as you say, you were hanging out with gangs and stuff and you were doing that, but you still had the presence to be like, well, hang on, I'm, that's, you know, I'm with these guys, but what they're just about to do, that's like... Oh, yeah, I think it's not so much tapping into it. I just think it's, uh, it's just standing strong by your own convictions. You know, yeah. it's, you, you just got to know who you are and what you stand for. And I think everyone knows who they are but, and what they stand for and what they believe in, but they often have challenges expressing that and being true to themselves. Mm. And we see that more on social media now, I think, where, where you know, you, you'll find that if I have a conversation with someone to their face, they may not necessarily express their true opinions face to face, but then they might go back on social media and express themselves through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not having that confrontation with you, but I'm happy to vent it on social media, you know, and that's their, that's their true self, but they're not able to express themselves truthfully in front of other people necessarily. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a, it's an interesting um, world of social media. It's an interesting media. world we live in, yeah. It is, mate. It it's is. almost a bridge of confidence. It's like, okay, I, this is who I think I am. I can do that on social media behind the covers. Yeah. But face up yep. with people, not ready for that yet. Mm. Crazy that, but look, social media is a total other conversation, isn't it? You know, yeah. How oh. the kids are growing up and, you know, what we see in, the, especially in the fake world these days, which I think a lot of social media worlds are, you know, things like this are great because they're educational and they're, they're, they're open and they're honest and they're true and, and they're learning, they're learning and a growth educational platform. Mm. But, um, you know, you often see even something simple as PTs, you know, they chase, you know, likes and, and uh, organic growth of their um, followers rather than looking at the results of their clients. Yeah. yeah. You know, just something as simple as that. You know, it's just, I, I know people that have launched businesses literally from um, from almost like uh, mental institutions, like had like full mental breakdowns, like and been in a space of needing serious mental health and, and getting mental health. Yeah. At the same time, launching a launching, mental health business. Their own business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. Wow. And that's possible. Yeah, that's possible. Because you're only about people. Like, with what you said then, like, you know, like, it's honest and true. Like, this conversation that we're having now, we're sitting down and, you know, we'll be here for a little bit and we'll actually have a deep conversation. Whereas these Instagram things are like, it's just quick snippets of mm. little bits and it doesn't get everything in there and you don't get the true depth of a conversation because, I don't know, it's, I think it's, they've done the studies on, like, Facebook and Instagram, like, it's five Maybe three seconds attention span. You got three right. seconds to grab someone. Yeah, otherwise they're scrolling. Otherwise they're yeah, yeah, no. gone. <laughs> I think it might even be shorter these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. is crazy because you know we're we're. And do you know? Do you know? The th- interesting thing about that is that you've got three seconds to grab their attention. Otherwise they're flicking through, but they'll flick through for two hours. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where they put well, literally sat down. Just, <laughs> Two literally hours of dissatisfaction. <laughs> right. yeah. Fifteen click, second click. TikToks next, next yeah. for two hours. It's like, oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's constantly grabbing our attention, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. All right, I'm bored of that, but there's the next attention. Which you put the phone down. Yeah. You're bored for forty five seconds. You yep. pick it up again. Like, yeah. Yep. That's the way the world's going, isn't yeah. it? Mm. But, um, but then you come out to a place like this, and yeah, you can sit and just look at nature for so long and, it, and what it does for you mentally like yeah mate know. I mean, I 100% agree we don't we don't connect with nature enough and I know enough about you mate to know that you connect and you both obviously connect with the land you know mm. and just taking your shoes off and just standing in the dirt mm. or, sta- or, or standing you know just 
your feet standing in the in the sand on the beach, you know, just closing your eyes and just just being in the moment, you know, forget about the past, forget about the future, just what do you hear, what do you see, what do you smell? Like people just don't do that. You know, no. and just the connection with nature I think is very grounding and and very uh, very lost as well in in that, you know, we are we're 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 busy, you know, life's busy and, and we, we we get sidetracked with so many things and projects and families and businesses and those sort of things. But, um, yeah, I think you just got to make the time for those sort of things. First of all, you have to have an awareness of it and a want and a drive and a motivation to, to do that. But then you have to then go further than that and go, well, let's make the time to do that. Yeah. It's not just, it's like a goal, you know, it's without a date and a plan and a, and a massive action. It's still just a dream, you know. Mm. Yeah. That sort of thing. So, yeah, connecting with nature, I think we, we, we need to do more and in different ways. And, yeah, this property to me is a, is a fantastic. And I think that was part of um, in my healing process with my back. Mm. I hadn't, hadn't connected with nature enough. Mm. Um, and and when, I, when I did, I blew my disc, as you know, and when I did start that process of, of healing myself, it was, it was out on that veranda just, you know, at 5 o'clock in the morning just listening to the birds and... You know, smelling the, the, the trees and just connecting with environmental energies. Yeah. That, that, that I think was a massive part of the healing process as well. So. Mm. Yeah, it definitely is, isn't it? Mm. And was that your lower back? <clears throat> yeah, mate, yeah. It was just a L5, just a disc around L5. Yeah. Just a tear in it that was actually scared the life out of me, mate. Because uh, nothing, like it wasn't an, uh, an event that actually did it. Like it wasn't, I didn't specifically go oh i did that and then i had a bad back from it it just i can't even remember whether i woke up or whether it happened during the day or whatever but i all of a sudden um yeah this uh to explain it visually there's it's uh it's like a donut a jam donut and the tear in it when i leant forward like that it would push the jam out and it and it pinch off all the nerves yep and when i went in like that it would suck the jam in and pull it away from the nerves so yep. When it pinched off my eye, I had uh, I was numb all down the left side of my leg. I, I couldn't even feel my leg. When I started running, I couldn't even run. I felt like Quasimodo. <laughs> I, uh, and I was in so much pain. And this was actually when we moved here. Mm, it was, eh? <laughs> it was just crazy. So I was just driving, and I'd drive for two minutes. The pain would start. By three minutes, I had to stop the car, get out, lie down for three minutes before I could get back in the car and start driving. And yeah, it was yeah. so bad. Um, but yeah, just tearing the back, mate. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, it was really interesting because it, it, I didn't know enough about it. And um, I think self-education was a big part of the process that healed me as well at the time. But um, yeah, I just, when you, it was also gave me a different appreciation for the body as well. Just mm. to think that anything can happen at any time, you know. So, I mean, not only do we need to keep ourselves healthy and, and uh, active and, you know, in the best physical shape possible, but you know anything can happen to that at, 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 at just at the flick of a switch, you know, and and it may not be anything that's that you do. It's it just happens, and and the question is how you deal with it after that. So. Yeah, I think a lot of our audience knows that I've had a bad back. Oh but, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've, I didn't. I've been, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. it. Yeah, yeah. I've had you, a bad back. Yeah. Know. <laughs> I know. You did, yeah. 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 I've got L three, L four, L five bulging. Um, right. I've grown up playing tennis. Yeah. Ten years, basically forty hours a week training and flogging myself and yeah. trying to prove and achieve. And then I got into the concreting and spent, you know. Every day, basically bending over, cable tying, doing all that sort of thing, yeah, and yeah. chasing the dollar. 
um, and then yeah, got into CrossFit and weightlifting and yeah, um, yeah, it's sort of it's been something that will flare up and it's really interesting that it flares up at times when I am disconnected from nature or when I mm. don't feel supported by myself or my outlook of the world. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's just that real stability um, for me. Yeah, when it, yeah. when it shows up, I've yeah, 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 right. It's interesting, isn't it? So I think it's um. It definitely teaches us to have an awareness of that area. But for me, it's, again, it's, it's like, um, I just appreciate movement, mm. you know, pain-free mm. movement. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's just being able to, to I, like, I'm doing weights again. Um, I'm getting on my bike again. Mm. I, I haven't ridden on the road since Christmas time, but, because, um, you know, down that drop bar position on, on the TT yeah. bike. But, you know, just... Uh, I get out of bed in the morning and, and I just think oh, I'm, I'm so fortunate to be able to, and grateful to be able to move. Mm. Why, why would I sleep in? Mm-hmm. Get up, get moving, get active, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why you can't. <laughs> not, not, not that I'm thinking, oh, yeah. it's going to get worse again in the future, but it's, I just appreciate it yeah. so much. And that's the purpose of pain and duality, mm. isn't it, in life? It teaches us a lot. Mm. Yeah. 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 And I suppose this is coming from, like, you've done, like, ha- how many triathlons? Like, yeah, and represented oh. Australia and like at your age level, being yeah. um, guided a just a blind was he blind at oh. an elite level for Australia? So movement for you sort of come so naturally, and did you like taking it for granted and stuff like that? And then you just get stopped like that, and then you're just like, wow, I can just move again. Yeah, there's a lot of levels to it. Um, 100%, yeah, so I've raced for Australia at multiple world championships, um, got robbed in China of my world championship, but I came fourth in Auckland, so fourth in the world, it's not a bad claim to fame. Yeah. Um, raced for Australia at, at an elite level with a, with a blind athlete, so a guide, guide for a blind, blind athlete. Um, and yeah, I've done a lot of different sports, you know, I've, I've competed in all different types of uh, martial arts and and all different sporting events, I, I love it. Like, it's a way of life. Martial arts is a way of life for me because it's more philosophical. Um, but, you know, sport, uh, just movement and sports, like, it has to be a part of my life yeah. every day, you know. Uh, and, yeah, it's... Uh, look, I don't know. It's, it's, it's something that I think we all... It seems to be... I don't know. People say now that they're actually not... At school, they're not even making kids do physical activity it's not even part of the curricular anymore and it just dumbfounds me that you know that's that's part of the part of the way that the community and society is heading and you know it's it's almost like a diet now as well and i try to teach my kids that that it's something that you need to be doing for the rest of their life you don't look at it and go oh, i'm just going to you know go running for the next two months because i'm trying to get fit for an event it's like you need to run you need to be active every day for the rest of your life yeah. It's not you don't follow a diet and go. I'm only going to do this diet. That's why diet's a dirty word in the industry. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that's it, yeah. You know that it. You know it's going to end at some stage, and then you're going to go back to where you were because you mentally already subconsciously you're thinking, oh, if I'm not following this diet, if I'm not using this supplement, or if I'm not doing this amount of exercise, if I'm not doing this program, then I'm not going to maintain what I'm doing. So before you even start, you've already convinced yourself yeah, that you're going to go back when you stop it. It's crazy. Yeah, eight weeks, it's over. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, ex- and exercise sort of is almost in that same category with a lot of with a lot of people these days, where they look at it as a I'm only going to do it for a certain amount of time, rather than you know how do I do this every day for the rest of my life? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be every day, but uh, you know, 
make phys- a lifestyle out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And too many people now look at it as a, as a as a chore. You know, not enough people connect with the with the pleasure of movement and just looking at well, what makes me happy. You know, it's like diet, not or an eating plan. You know, not everyone likes broccoli. And if I'm going to write a, a, a an eating plan for a client, first thing I do is ask them, well, do you, do you not like any foods? Because it's pointless me writing broccoli in their program if they don't eat broccoli. Mm. You know, it's the same thing with exercise. Broccoli. Bro- it's the same thing with exercise. You know, people people yeah. often force themselves to do something that they don't enjoy doing rather than finding movement that they, that they love and they're yeah. passionate about and they're going to maintain. So, yeah, that's it. And... I like this word accidental exercise where you know it's it's you you're getting off at a bus stop early if you've caught the bus and you're walking a couple of more blocks or taking the stairs sure. parking your car a bit further down the road when you go shopping then you have to carry the groceries a little bit further like it like that is all exercise mm. but everyone wants to park right out the front so they don't have to walk that far um you know, get dropped right off there. Like, they just want life to be so easy for them and stuff like that. Yeah, there's perfect times for that to come into place and you need it. Sure. Like, I've got, like you know, but most of the time, a lot of, like, you can just, all that accidental exercise is just, like, sitting there. Like, Jess gets annoyed at me because I, <laughs> apart from her, I'm like, oh, it's all right, we can walk down. It'll only take 15 minutes. <laughs> That's another thing that we do the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you find a park quite easily. Um, it's usually four hour park, like, you know, it's a long-term park, you're not, you know, so, so yeah, it's yeah, look, all I mean, that kind of stuff. thousand percent agree, and I, yeah. I actually do that on purpose to teach my kids as well, yeah. you know, yeah. because we want to pass that to the next generation, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the kids are actually asking, if they don't ask, I'll tell them, I'm parking this far away so that we have to walk, because yeah. I've got no problems with walking. <laughs> And I want my car away from everyone else anyway, so they don't ding it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But where's all the road? Where's all the car park rage happening? Right out the front right. of the supermarket. Yeah, that's right. so everyone goes, I want to park there, and yeah. everyone's trying to get that park. Yeah. It's just craziness. But you know, Especially, it's, yeah. it's a real sign of your mindset too. Like, it is. You I'm notice, sure. I notice in myself, if I'm parking close, I'm in a rush. Yeah. And then that's probably the yeah. day that I should be parking further away and yeah. just slow and ride yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thousand percent. I mean, mindset, you know. That's, to me, you know, when you touch on mindset, I, I live my life by sort of, I think my purpose in life is defined by five M's that, that I sort of look at and mindset's the, the most prevalent one of those. You know, I, I yeah. think we, we know so little about the mind. You know, even what they say that we know, we a genius uses 12% of their brain, all this sort of stuff, whatever. It's a, you know, <laughs> how do you know that? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, seriously. And, yeah. you know... It just fascinates me. The mind fascinates me because if you close your eyes and you forget about your physical body, all you become is a consciousness, really, and, and an energy, and, and you sort of almost disappear back up into your, your mind. And, um, you know, we do eventually become what, what we think about our, ourselves, what we, what we believe ourselves to be, mm. and it's one of my favourite sayings. And um, You've got a... I think you've got it written up on the... Yeah, yeah, yep. the yep. five M's. Yep. The five M's, five but M's. just up there. Yep. You, your thoughts are become. We be- uh, we become what we think about the most. Yeah. Yep. Thousand percent. You know, and um, yeah, we don't we don't know enough about the mind, but the mind is a fascinating tool that I think is. Uh, it goes far beyond the intellect. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And the information world. Yeah. Well, when I first studying when I first started studying. Uh, energetic healing mm. 
So let me just touch on that briefly. So my mum introduced me to the, to this Chinese grandmaster in Brisbane, and and she introduced me so that doesn't have to be quick. You can take your time. Okay. So at the time, me and my wife. So the idea was to have our energies bound and connected. So um, just har- more harmoniously balanced. So our energies as partners, mm. we were just har- more harmoniously balanced and, and, and mm. energetically connected. So we we had this this. Um, this, this consultation and on one stage we're standing so we're standing facing each other probably about two meters apart and he was doing all this different stuff you know not, it was probably about half an hour sort of a consultation at one stage he goes oh, now i bind your energies together and he's making this movement and and i'm got my eyes closed i'm facing my wife and, and we're standing up and i'm starting to do this and i'm going what's going on here and i thousand percent could swear that somebody was literally pushing me. There's, yeah. The energy was that strong that someone was pushing me and I opened my eyes, turned around and go, like, <laughs> what is going on here? Like, I was that confident that there was someone pushing me. I was like, nah, this is... Anyway, that was my introduction to, you know, to energy. And um, I said after that, I said, oh, Master, I, I, would, I would really love to, to learn more and study more. No problem. So that was that was my introduction. I started doing meditation and internal alchemy. And anyway, I was in Tasmania at one stage, and um, he was in China. And he rings me up, and goes, "Now I send you energy." So I'm sitting there having a meditation. I'm in China. I'm in Tassie. He's in China. And um, all of a sudden, I start. I'm just hot, cold, tingly, like flushing energies. And I'm thinking, "Oh, how is this possible? Mm. Like, I've got no preconception. You know, because people, some people say, "Oh, you're only feeling that because you want to feel it." Mm. Well, I don't. I had no preconception what I wanted to feel. I'm mm. just feeling it. Mm. And uh, then I'm thinking, how's that possible? And I'm thinking, he's in China. And th- but I'm, then I'm thinking, oh, it's, I'm, imagine, I'm visualising distance. Mm. You know? and, then I'm, and then I'm limiting my belief mm. by my own conception of what distance is. And I'm thinking, well, it's, why is it not possible then? Mm. And then all of a sudden, I, that was a distinct change in my mindset, a point where I just went, oh, I, now I've just got to empty that cup. I've got to completely forget about what I've been conditioned to believe and I've got to start relearning. Mm, mm. Now, this is about the age of 30. I just mm. went, oh, I've, I've been learning the wrong thing. <laughs> you know, I need to really start to educate myself properly here. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, you start relearning and, and this, the growth of that new learning starts, but at the same time, the growth of what you don't know grows twice as fast. You go, if, if I... You know, if I if I, I know this and I understand this now, but what I don't understand grows twice as quick as what you do and you just realise how much knowledge is out there and how much yeah. that you don't know. Oh, <laughs> that's so crazy. true. And and I like to use an analogy. Like, if people start questioning that, I'm like, well, how can someone watch this video right here over in England? Like, how does that, like, how does that video and all that energy, like, you know, waves and everything, how does that work then? Because <laughs> they've tapped into it. Yeah. How come we can't tap into it? Why well, we it can. Not? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So the question becomes, why Why not? Or why is it not possible? Like, yeah. Why, why is it why not it? taught? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you sort of, uh, you know, in that, in that area, in that energetic area, I think you sort of, the principle of you only believe what you feel rather mm. than a lot of people only believe what they're told and then believe what they read but then really when it comes down to it you shouldn't really only 
truly believe what you feel and what you experience because mm. that that is the, that's the truth the that's the truth yeah. in the moment <clears throat> mm. in the mm. moment mm. so anyway yeah so it's a uh, mate that's that's a like I said that's a, a different a whole different uh, area of of what I think turned me at the time mate from at that stage I was still you know when I first started studying with him I was working as a chef and I'd, I'd knock off and I'd drink beers and I was smoking dope and I was pretty sort of a you know, wild and probably still angry, you know, I'd do a bit of road rage, someone cut me off, they'd be like, ah, what are you doing? And, um, yeah, fundamentally just the, f- the pure principle of just meditating and, and listening to my own thoughts and just becoming more comfortable with silence mm. and being more present, more aware, connecting with my purpose, changed me, changed me straight away from an angry, you know, um, kid into, a, into an adult. And, mm. uh, someone who I think, um, yeah, like I see, for me, it's I I like to question what my purpose in life is, and I know what I think that is at the moment. That may change tomorrow, it may change next year, but, mm. but just to have an awareness of it and to question it and to think about it, I think for me is fundamentally essential as a human being. Mm. Uh, what not, does that give you? Um, interesting question. Um, I, to me, I think it connects me. If we look at, we've got a, a physical, a mental, and a spiritual part of our part of our being, and I think the purpose connects all those three together. We can often operate separately, so the physical operates separately to the spiritual, and that operates separately to the mental. And I think once you truly connect with your purpose and you, you have an understanding of that, um, I think that connects all three of those together and then, again, puts you in the now and then puts you in, in the future. Mm. Gives you a sense of direction, gives you a sense of... It doesn't make me wake up in the morning and go, ah, oh, I know what my purpose in life is. Um, I just think that it's, it's something that, as a... As a spiritual being, I think just we, we need to connect with. And I know, look, I know very intelligent people that, that question that and just have no interest at all. And surprisingly, people that I thought would be quite spiritual have gone, man, there's nothing past, when you die, you die, that's it. Yeah. There's no yeah. reason for us being here. Yeah. And these are people that are, I, you know, to me, they're very intelligent, they're very driven, they're very, and, they're, but, and that's, this is my belief, that's their belief. Um, mm. you know, we've all got different beliefs and different, yeah. different reasons for being here and all that sort of thing, but um, yeah. I don't think you've answered it yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what so, does it give you? Yeah, so I think it, it gives me, it connects, it connects me mentally, spiritually and physically, and it gives me just a satisfaction to existence. Yeah. So, mm. so it gives me, a, 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 I guess, a sense of, relaxation and um peacefulness i think yeah you know that i'm i'm uh, i've always thought i've always believed in a in a bigger existence i've never been a believer in in god but i've always been a believer in a in a higher power and a higher energy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um and it's naive to think that we're not on this earth I, to I me so. my opinion yeah, is that i think i think it's it's yeah. it's naive to think that we're not in this lifetime for a reason then we don't have a purpose to our existence because if we look at it it fascinates me that every every one of us have a different a different uh skill set we're amazing at something mm. amazing 
like physically amazing. Like you could be the most unbelievable piano player in the world. You could sit right next to me, I wouldn't know. Yeah. You've got that amazing skill set. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. And I think we've all got that ability. And yeah, you know, once we once we connect with our purpose, I think it leads us towards that you know sense of I guess um, peacefulness with existence and yeah. a purpose in life. For me, is something that I'm I'm always trying to connect with um, myself personally, and then because my I think my purpose is to help, heal, motivate, and inspire others. I want to connect with that so that I can connect with others. So when you're sitting here doing this podcast, do you feel like that's in line with your purpose and that gives you peace? Is that um, an example? Or? Uh, I guess so. It's not something that I thought about, mm. but thinking about it now to answer it, for sure. Like, mm. how can it not? You know, how can these conversations that you guys are having, whether it's with me or with whoever it is, mm. how can that not help others? So, yeah, for mm. me, uh, in some way, shape or form, for whatever reason, it might be one simple comment or mm. conversation or whatever it is. If it connects with someone and it helps one person, happy days. Mm. Yeah. yeah. 100%. So down with that. So down with that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Because knowing your purpose is a real feeling-based thing. So to go up into that statement and think about it intellectually about healing and this, obviously it took you a bit away from that feeling modality. But that's, that's where you like to live from. Sure. That's where you've moved to. That's right, yeah. that's right. And you know, it's something that I think you, again, like I said, yeah, it's like when you finish school, you know, oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with your life? And, you know, quite often you don't know what you want to do, mm. but you know what you don't want to do. Mm. Yeah. And quite often you don't necessarily know what your purpose is, mm. but you know what your purpose is not. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So. Especially, especially at the age of 18, right? Yeah. Like, or yep. 17 when you're like, they're like, oh, now you've got to go to uni and figure out, like, you know, whatever your career is. And you're like, hang on. <laughs> I haven't even experienced life yet. Yeah. How do I meant to know what I'm, like, want to do? Like, no idea. You know, it took me ages. And, like, you know, as you say, it changes, doesn't it? It does. Like, it changes all the time. And you do new things. And that opens up new thought patterns and new creativity in yourself. And then you're like, oh, my God, my purpose now is do 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 And... You know, people will shun you down because you're you're not focused on doing that one thing and staying in that line and changing jobs and changing directions and you've got to do that for the rest of your life. Is um, I think the way we've been, um, what's that? Uh, institutionalized, you know, thing. It's like you're in the four walls and that's how it is. And you go to that mm. office job or wherever it is and you concrete and labor and whatever and you can't change. And, and you know but it's starting to change people are starting sure. to wake up sure and uh and go different go okay well yeah i can live my purpose and my purpose is because they're waking up and a bit more open-minded sure. we'll go do it yeah I th- look it, there's a lot of people making a lot of money out of um trying to uh deliver courses and mm. and um you know information and education around you know how do i basically stop what I'm doing and move into a, a job or a direction that's close to my purpose. And that's not easy. You know, they make it sound so easy. Mm. You just go, oh, I'm just going to give up what I'm doing tomorrow. And as long as you're passionate about what you do, you're going to be successful at it. I don't disagree with that statement. But being able to transition into that, mm. you can't just go, oh, I'm just going to stop what I'm doing today because I don't like what I'm doing mm. and just go straight into what I'm passionate about tomorrow. I'm still doing a job mm. that I don't necessarily 100% 
it doesn't necessarily, it's not taking me towards my purpose in life. It's giving me, you know, some financial gain and some assistance, it challenges me, I enjoy doing it, but it's still not moving me towards my purpose, you know. So, you know, there's other things that are, that I have set up that are moving me towards my purpose, yeah. but, you know, the transition is not easy, no. yeah, but we have to be aware of it and we have to be slowly trying to move towards it. Is it? I'll, I'll question on that because I think your job allows you to do your purpose. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like it's allowed you to get this house, yeah, this property. Just, like, do you yeah. know what I mean? So oh, now you can sure. sit here in nature and stuff like that. So you're not doing your job and blowing it on alcohol and drugs and hookers and um, gambling it away. Sure. You could be, I don't know. But <laughs> uh, let's, let's no, say no. no. Yeah. <laughs> that was a joke. No, was a joke. Um, but so your so your your self awareness is um, great enough to go okay, and and we've had this conversation like sure. for it to help you get to where you want to go in the in in the end, which is amazing. Sure. sure. So like it's you know yeah some jobs as long as it's helping you you know I like to call it your one love live your dream. Yep. Like it, it, it's helping you do that. So, um, yeah, I think like, I just want to <laughs> put you out there that, you know, that job that you say is like, it's not the thing, but it's helping you, oh, you get there. Thousand percent. Not, yeah. I totally agree with you, mate. I'm, I'm not denying that. Yeah. Uh, I do actually work multiple jobs and, mm. um, yeah. and they all, they all have a, have a benefit and a place mm. at yeah. the moment for me. So yeah. yeah. Even just, and, sorry, you go. Yeah. Yeah. And part of that purpose is dad, husband, five daughters, home. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Where a lot of people, I think, when they're talking about purpose, it's like your job as your purpose. Yeah. But I think the, the whole sure. human being is to be accounted for, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's a really interesting point because um, you're right. Most people, thinking about it now, when you're talking about purpose, uh, a lot of people associate that with, a, with the ability to uh, earn an income. Mm. So yeah. is, it, is it your job that's giving you the purpose and that satisfaction? But it doesn't have to be. No, it can still you can still have a job that you're doing um, that has nothing to do with your purpose. But if your purpose is to do uh, painting, and you're still painting while you're doing that job, yeah, then you're still you're still feeling your purpose. So yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting point, man. I, I like that because most people do associate their purpose in life with a, with a financial um, mm. aspect of what they're doing. Mm. Mm. I think ultimately, when everything becomes aligned, what you do do for work will line up. Sure, um, sure. But yeah, it's, there's a lot of layers to it. And, yep, yep. And like it, you said, it takes time and patience. And look, everything happens for a reason, doesn't it? You know? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we all know that there's, we all go through tough times and we all grow through it. You, know? you grow through what you, what you mm. go through and, and for whatever reason that, that does happen to us, whether that's, and that's another part of the conversation, whether it's uh, destiny or fate or whatever, it's... it's completely uh, yeah it's a different aspect but um you know what you go through you will eventually grow through and you will come out the other other side of it and uh, that makes us who we are fundamentally so Mm. at the time um, whether it's bad or whether it's good uh, it still make defines us and and defines our character and and you know does for whatever reason has to happen Mm. has to happen at the time you don't think you don't want it to happen sometimes if it's bad you don't if it's good of course you want it to happen yeah. if it's bad you don't necessarily want it to happen at the time uh, and you question it but for whatever reason it does uh, define us and help us mm. yeah it's just where that growth comes in those, mm. those tough times like 
if you can get through that and come out on the other side, then it's sweet. And guess what? Usually. We do. We do. (laughs) Everything's all right. Yeah. It's just, yeah. You get stuck in your head and, and if you're not awake to it, yeah, you'll start, you know, masking it with whatever it is that you Mm. mask stuff with. But, you know, if you are awake and self-aware, you usually come out on the the other side. Mm. Yeah. Stronger. Yeah, we get consumed by it, it uh, and it sort of limits limits our growth. Yeah, it causes us to become stagnant mm. at the times. Mm. Is that where meditations helped you? I know it's been a massive factor for me. Yeah, just that uh, that whole sitting with maybe a thought that you didn't want to have can be a smaller experience of a bigger reality of going through an experience that you don't want to have. Just accepting it has mm. it played a role at all? Uh, again some really good questions mate Um, I think for me meditation has so many levels and so many uh, different aspects and dimensions and layers and vibrational you know (laughs) oscillations but um, I think the simplicity of what you're saying just the you know the hardest thing for meditation is to Eliminate thought, you know. It's um, and just exist and just be without thought. Mm. That's that's the hardest thing because we we constantly the brain constantly wants to think. So in the initial stages of meditation, for me, uh, from a visualization perspective, I used to just visualize thoughts coming in one side and then going out. So mm. it's a question of how long you enable that thought to resonate. And stick with you. Mm. So for me, meditation has been able to um, let that thought go very, very quickly. Mm. So if it's a thought that I don't want to um, sit on, if I don't want it to become, you know, more than what it is, I just let it go as quickly as possible. Whereas you know, some people from a sub, and I can do that consciously and subconsciously. So I think, especially meditation, subconsciously. Mm. As the ability to get in that get out, I don't want you, I don't want you sitting in there. Um, whereas a lot of people, it comes in, and even though you let it go consciously, it still sits in there subconsciously. Mm, yeah, yeah. So I think meditation is a, a huge. Uh, for me, it's yeah, it's been a big progressional stage where I can now you know, go into a very deep state of meditation very quickly anywhere with any in any situation with any type of noise or distractions and be able to get into a state where. Yeah, I can just let thoughts go quite easily and quickly. So. Mm. It's a good place to be. Um, yeah, I, I still get caught with thoughts, and I'm like, "Whoa, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let it go, bro. Yeah, <laughs> let it go. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, those thoughts, those ones that hang around and nag, are just they're the ones that start causing the problems. Mm. And having having a process to be able to let that go is just you know. That's worth money, gold, that, mm. Mm. just with that peacefulness that you talk about. I think we all, uh, we all get them. Like, I still get them. I still get those thoughts. You know, I still mm. get negative thoughts. We all still have uh, limitations. We put, we, you know, thoughts of fear or thoughts of doubt or thoughts of negativity. Or, you know, they do come in. Mm. It's just mm. a question of whether you let them resonate with mm. you or not. And, um, you know, there's days that they sit longer than what they should and there's days mm. where I can just let them go really quickly, you know? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's something that still challenges for the rest of our lives. But 
just that that actual mm. physical process of, of meditation, if you do it on a regular basis, I think it assists you in in being aware of it, recognizing it, and then mm. being able to go, yeah, just get out of yeah. get out of there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. <laughs> <Get lost. laughs> and that's the beautiful thing about it is that it is work every day. Like you know, mm. it just doesn't happen and goes away. You know, yeah, it's just a beautiful thing that you've just got to deal with every day and yep. and um, and do it. Which I think it's a great process, and yeah, you just learn stuff about yourself every day, and you know, it's just educating. You being your own guru. Yeah. Yep. If you want to, I like saying that. If you <laughs> resonate with that. You resonate with it if you've got other words for it. Yeah. 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 Um, your five M's that you say. What, like we've touched on mindset. What are the other ones? So in order, it's mindset, movement, meals, meditation, and me. Me. Mm. Me. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of people forget about the me aspect of it, and if I'm not who I want to be, I can't help. I can't be a dad, I can't be a husband, I can't work, I can't, you know, you constantly sort of, and that's not to say, look, I'm more overweight than what I want to be, I'm not in a, I'm not at the performance level I want to be, like, but I'm happy, I'm, I'm, I'm content with that, you know, and I'm working towards not being that said, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy and I'm, I'm content with that, I've got no issues with it, but fundamentally, you know, for me to be who I am and move towards my, my, my particular purpose that I believe I, I think I'm on this planet for, I have to be the best version of myself because mm. how mm. can I help heal and inspire others mm. if I'm not the best version of myself? Mm. So I, even though me's last, it's still there, mm. and it's still an awareness of right. <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta be moving. You gotta be following. You gotta be basically. I, I, I like to lead by example, and I don't want to ask anyone to do something that I'm, I wouldn't be prepared to do myself. And I like experimenting on myself first before I get other people to do it as well. Mm. So, yeah, I think, you know, me, we all need to think about, well, who am I and, and, and what am I doing? Because, you know, again, even though your purpose might not be to, to inspire others, often what you do might. You know, mm. something as simple as, you know, you might be a smoker and you might just give up smoking. Mm. And then you might have a partner that's smoking and they go... Just inspired me to do, or do, or a mate, or a friend, or mm. whatever that is. You know, your actions do inspire others, whether you like it or not. Mm. So you know, and I think one of the best ways that we can we can evolve as a energetically and become better people is by helping others, and mm. you know, by inspiring others and by doing something for somebody else. So as soon as you become, as soon as you forget about yourself and you actually um, and even, even though we're talking about me, um, even though as soon as you forget about that and you actually help somebody else, that that is uh, just a massive step in humanity, I think, and that just gives you an instant mm. growth in your in your in your mm. energy and your, your vibration, you know. Yeah, definitely. Will and I had a beautiful dinner with some friends, and um, yeah, they said, you know, for me, for you, for us. And mm. I really like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you're saying is true. Yeah. You know, it's very hard to just. I don't think there's any act that isn't for us individually as well as for others. Sure. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we can forget that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And leave ourselves out of the equation. Yeah. You do. Or just not even realise that you know I'm going to work and I'm doing great service and not realise that I chose that. 
this is great for me. This yeah, is, yeah, that's right. It's good for me. It's good yep. for my family. Yeah, because yep. you get caught up in the busyness of the world, and you're like just running around, aren't you? And you're like, oh, where's where does me come into it? But there's um with inspiring people and stuff like that. Like if you like, you get all this information and you want to shove it down someone's throat when you learn something new and you're like, yeah, do it like this, do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> but the best way to do it is actually go, okay, well, if I do it to myself and I feel amazing, look amazing, having good conversations and stuff like that, then people are going to look at you and go, oh, hey, what, what's, you know, what's Dim doing? What's Tree, tree doing? What's Will doing? Like, okay, tell, tell me what you're doing to, to be mm. like that. So, you know, looking after me is then going to inspire other people to then go, okay, well, what's going on here? Which, you know, is another way of getting your message across without shoving it down someone's throat. Because mm. I found, yeah, like people that I tried to, especially like people close to you, yep. you try and like ram it down. <laughs> and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. Nah. But yeah, you know. I think it's human nature to put the wall up as soon as we're told what to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me what to do. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, nah, nah. <laughs> I like what you're yeah. saying, but now I'm not going to yeah. do it because you told me to say it. Yeah. And, I was, oh, and I'll go oh. to someone else. <laughs> I'll go to someone else and I'll go, do you know what they just told me? <laughs> That's what I've been telling you for the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. yeah, I think you really, like you said, it's important, I think, not to... Not to necessarily to tell people what to do, but to experiment on yourself and to, yeah, to, yeah just to lead by example. But then mm. it's also a case of, well, this worked for me. You know, it's not like yes. this is going to work for you. Mm. It's like, well, I'm, I'd love you, I'd love this to benefit you, and I'm, I'm here to help you, and, I, and you know, here's some information, and this is what worked for me. Yeah. You do with it what you like, you know. Yeah. Um, but just the simple that. act yeah. of sharing is, mm. is, is yeah. you know, a lot of people do things themselves, and they benefit from it, and then they just keep it themselves. You know, oh, I did that answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no yeah, one's yeah. going to get that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's like a diet, you know, this, this, or an eating program. You know, we all talk, there's so many, there's keto, there's, you know, paleo, there's, you know, vegan. sugar-free, vegan, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, say, say something like the carnival. You know, this is, this, this is something that's becoming a lot more prevalent now, you know, mm. there's this carnival eating program where you just eat, you know, meat. And um, I was actually watching uh, someone the other day and they just ate beef, salt and water. Mm. And um, I couldn't think anything worse. Mm. You know, me personally, I'm, I mean, I love eating fruits and vegetables. I love, I think we should eat a, a good variety of food. I think we should just eat what we feel like, you know. But um, this is what worked for him and that's what he enjoys. Mm. And and I'm sure that that would work for somebody else as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, well, it's, give me the information. I'll say, oh, I might even try it. And I think mm. as athletes, because I can tell we're all athletes here, that's... For me, as a, as a personal trainer, that was one of the fundamental shifts that I made as a personal trainer. I was just, mm. you know, when you first start training, you go, oh, I'm going to train anyone, anything. And you don't even have a specialisation. But then, for me, I made a distinct movement. It's like, I'd, what, what can I do for you? I'll lose weight and tone up. I'm going to lose weight and tone up. Okay, yeah, you, you're unfit, you're unhealthy. You need to train three times a week. You need to give up. Uh, you need to stop eating that. You need to stop eating this. Oh, I can't stop eating that. I can't stop Really, you know. So, right, I started working with athletes. And athletes just go, tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And and even if even if they've been doing something that's working for them, then they're still open to trying something that, that they might get a performance benefit from. You know, they're going to yeah. go, well, I've been doing this and it's working for me, but you tell me to do that, I'll give it a go. Mm. It works for me. Mm. Happy days. If it doesn't, I go back to what I was doing before. Mm. But as an as a performance athlete, you've got a different mindset. You just go, oh, I'll try it. I'll try anything, and then and just tell me what to know. I'll do the best of my ability. 
Mm. And I think that's sort of what you know changed me that as a personal trainer to start working with those sort of athletes. And I think that that's a mindset as well when it comes to you know even sim- something simple as, as eating like that. Well, I'll try it. You know, mm. if I'm, I may not necessarily like eating. I'll eat beef. I'll give it a crack. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like connection, well. it's that connection to purpose too, though, isn't it? It's like, yeah. You know, the athlete is connected to their purpose. They want to yeah. win. They want a great outcome. And that's right. That's going to help. Yeah. I'm going to get them there. Whereas yeah. a lot of people are like, yeah. "Oh, so and so looks good. So and so told me that I've got a bit too much weight on. Maybe I'll go down and get a personal training session." Oh, he said I have to eat this and eat that and give up this. That's uh, no, not that important to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I think that that's just quickly that the why, you know, like as athletes, mm. we're very strongly connected, mm. connected with our whys. Yeah. Mm. And, and not only that, but we know that the first why is not the why. No. You know, so it's, fifth, it's like six. not until we get the fifth, sixth, seventh yeah. that we really why know. Why is that important? And why is that important to you? And why yeah. is that important to you? And we know that. We, yeah. we, that drives us and we're aware of mm. it, you know. So. Mm. And do you know what? Like eating, well, just because we're just talking about eating one way might work for you for you know a year, six months, and then it'll stop working. So then you're like, okay, that was good for that. So now it's time to change. So you got to be adaptive to it as well, and sure. just not go, oh yeah, because your body changes. You you know certain situations change, mm. um, thought patterns change, stress changes, and you know environment. Yep. Yeah. And even, it all changes. Even the outcome that you're looking for from the way you're eating changes. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So it's, it's being open-minded like you should be with everything. You're going, okay, I'm going to give this a go because it needs to take me in this direction and where I want to go. And you sort of get there and you're like, okay, well, this isn't working anymore. What what, what do I want to do now? Like if you're on that carnivore diet and you're like that, and then you're like, okay, yeah, sweet, I've got to where I want to go now. Yeah, now I want to start introducing some fruits and veggies again. And you still might then still feel amazing because that carnivore diet help you get off all the toxic crap and stuff that you're eating Mm. so i just got you and it's like anyone that starts like you know any diet you know eating healthy vegan carnivore pescatarian reduction of yeah any reduction of any of that bad (laughs) stuff you're gonna start feeling good yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so then it's recognizing go okay well is there anything else that I'd like to eat? Is there anything else that my body's asking for, but I'm denying it mm. in a good way that is going to help me? Sure. And I think, yeah, just listening to, to your body. Factor. Yeah, it's mm. just been like, okay, yeah, that got me there. Mm. Now, do I still need to be doing all that? Or is it time to change and change things up? Mm. Mm. Constantly going through changes. Mm. And it's good for you, good men- yeah. like for the body, mentally. I think so. Everything. Sure. Yeah, challenging, isn't it? Challenges. Well, it's almost like as a as a personal trainer, you know, one of the first things that I do is identify a client, and you talk about their why. It's like, well, what do you want to get out of your training? Mm. And we go straight past. Don't even talk to me about lose weight, tone up. I don't want to hear that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, not so much lose weight, but I think that everyone, all of the clients, fall into five different categories. One's lose weight. One's gain weight. But mm. lose weight most women. Gain weight most men. Um, performance most athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, rehabilitation. People that have gone through mm. accidents, injuries, illnesses, um, surgeries, that sort of stuff, and then just general maintenance. Mm. I think we all go through those cycles, um, mm. and 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 it's important for me to just go, okay, well, what are you? What, what are you? One, two, three, four, or five, and that's what we need to concentrate on. Because I don't want, even though, you know, weight gain might be important to you. Do you need to lose weight first? Mm. So let's lose the weight first, and then look at the, the muscle gain. You know, it's that's just the thing. And it's the Man, same. I've with gone, the I've gone through all those five phases. Yeah. 100%. Like just change, like I'm changing. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. 
And that, and that I think that is very applicable to the eating as well. Mm. Because if you're trying to eat for weight loss, it's different to trying to eat for performance, trying to eat for weight gain, trying to eat for yeah. general maintenance. You know, so knowing that outcome. Yeah, mm. it's, it's the outcome, and then just concentrating on the one that's the most important. And that's to me, that's sort of how I try and operate my goals as well. Is like, well, let's shift it to the one, the biggest one. I've got a journal, and I just journal. You know, what's my number one goal? Mm. What is my number one goal? What's the date that that needs to happen by? What is the, the, the why associated with it and what is the number one thing I have to do? What's the action? Mm-hmm. And just go, right, forget about the rest of them. Not forget about them because you need to take them into consideration. But for me, it's like, what is that number one thing? And to have that at the front of the plate and just to keep driving and pushing. And there's days where I just don't get any movement at all. Mm-hmm. Be comfortable with that going, right, I'll pick it up again tomorrow. But I know mm-hmm. what that is and I'm moving towards it. I'm curious. I've been sitting on this for a little <laughs> <Yeah>. while. <laughs> yeah. Are you thinking about these five M's? Yep, yep. And you, you had to explain them to us in order. Yep. Why is me the fifth one? And yeah. To be honest, it's no relevance. It's not relevant. It's no relevance. And when I said in order, it's probably in order of something that uh, it just came through to me when I first wrote it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd write out, you know, when I started doing this, it's like, what's my purpose in life? Okay, to help heal, motivate and inspire others. And then it's like, oh, to help heal, inspire and motivate others through five M's. How am I, how am I going to do that? How am I yeah. going to help heal, motivate and inspire? Okay, well, it's through the five M's. And then what are those five M's? You know, what... What makes me who I am? What do I? What are my skill sets? What are, What am I good at? And mm-hmm. what 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 have I been through in life that is defined by, you know, how I want to help others? So you know, some people might be great piano players, and they might mm-hmm. want to help teach piano to other people. You know, I've I've been through. You know, I'm a chef, so I love cooking meals. I love helping and healing people through food. Mm. Um, you know, movement. I've done it all my life. You know, through martial arts and through you know all that sort of stuff. You know, like you said, all those sort of things, and, and it was just the order that I wrote it down. And, and I think so, they're beautiful. I think they're all man. beautiful M's. Thank you. And <laughs> the order is whatever it is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, well, I do wonder yeah, yeah. if yeah. the M is the, is the me the most important of the five. Uh, look, I 100% agree. Yeah. I, think yeah. it, I think it is, mm. you know, without a doubt, without a doubt. Mm. And, you know, if you look at it, probably the rest of the four M's make up that the first, the me. One of of the things that might be really beautiful about it is that it's almost like people forget about the me Mm. and it's almost in a way that people think of it as well. It's like, oh, people think of putting the me last... And, I and did. that's one yeah. of the great yeah. things about it. I did, mate. Yeah. You know, I didn't... It was the last thing I even thought about. I was thinking, you know, mus- motiv- mm. movement, meals, you know, meditation, mindset. And I was like, oh, what's another M? And I was oh, like, yeah, me. It just came through me. Yeah. Mm. And then I was thinking, oh, well. And I did think, well, why, you know, why is that last? Mm. Didn't necessarily... But that's, like I said, that was just the order. But 100% agree. It, sh- it should be the first. Yeah. It should be the first. Yeah. Definitely, because I've, I've just... Use this as an example as well. Just like just recently, I've just been feeling burnt out. Yep. And guess where me was? Last. Last. <laughs> yeah. Me yeah. time. Just just me. I was like running around doing everything. Yeah. You know. And then I'm like, oh, hang on. <laughs> yeah. Now I've started putting me up the top again. Yep. And I'm feeling better. I'm getting my mojo back in. Yeah. 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 Mm. And that was actually part of the process with my when I did my back. Yeah. Uh, just working and, you know, we're, I'm sure, I don't know enough about you, but I'm sure we're all family people, you know, we all put family, and we all, as men, we always put 
other people before us. So I'll always put my wife before me. I'll always put my kids before me. Mm. That's just who I am and that's what I agree. That's what I want to do anyway. It's not mm. like I don't want to do it. That's just what I do. Um, and if at the end of it, there's me, but you've just, you have to make that time. And you have to recognise that, mm. you know, you, you, for whatever reason, you're not making that time. And that's what I did when I did my back. You know, mm. I started just getting up in the morning and I was training a client, you know, every morning there. And I was earning, you know, Two grand a week, you know, training a training a client, you know, just you know, one morning a week for mm. you know five mornings, and I gave that up for me. Mm. I just went, oh, I no, mornings are my time. Mm. That's me. I'm and now I get up every morning and I do something, whether it's you know sitting in that sauna, whether it's working out, whether it's going for a run with the dog, whether it's meditating, whether it's something. It's just, but I won't train clients in the morning mm. anymore. That's my time. It's one of the best ways to start the day. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you you don't get enough in the the day. You don't fit enough in the day, to be honest. You know, I I struggle, mate. I struggle still. And I get up earlier. You know, I try to fit it all in. But life is so busy, you know. It's Mm. so... And even just, you know, sitting down. Like, I love... I don't love to read, I've got to admit. I love to read something that I'm passionate about. Yeah. Um, but you know, even just getting that time at the end of the day, uh, oftentimes I'll, I'm cloud based, so I, I do work a lot of hours, more hours than what I, that I should, and often you bring it into your life, and there's not a cut off, you know, because it's, mm. it's in the home. So sitting down at you know, 10 o'clock at night, and I want to read, but I just want to switch off as well. Yeah. Mm. So sometimes I just make that decision to go out there. And I do. I, I sometimes I'll flick through, <laughs> yeah. you know. And, yeah, yeah. But you know, in the mornings I sit there going, okay, I want, I want to listen to something motivational and inspiring. But at night time I'm like, oh, I'll switch that brain off. Just, I just want to be numbed. <laughs> 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 Numb me out before I go to sleep. And I got, I can tell you now, I got no problem sleeping. Yeah. I sleep yeah. deeply, and I can go to sleep like that anywhere, anytime. Um, but yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah. Pushing yourself to you know, read and pushing yourself to yeah, exercise—they're all—they're all hard. The easiest thing in the world is not to do something, isn't it? Yeah. I could just sit there on the couch and I could sleep in. I could just do nothing. I could sit on a chair. I could. The easiest thing is to not do it. I don't know Very about that, Dwayne. I think some of us are really wired, and like it, the doing is easy. Like, yeah, right. It's mm. easy to do and be busy and go from here to there and ignore those those sensations of like, oh, I need to have a rest and actually sitting still and relaxing and putting the feet up whilst mm. it sounds easy. Um, it's not until you really let it go and drop into it. And I think sometimes, yeah, that sitting is hard. Oh, I thousand percent agree with that. Um, the actual the actual sitting in stillness and, and in silence and, in, and, and in, in awareness and in the moment, I think, yeah, that's, that is... Even just getting that, that mm. opportunity and then forcing yourself to do that, yeah, that's, mm. that is hard. Mm. But even sleeping, even sleeping in or reading a book or, you know, even that for some people is, is really hard. Sleeping yeah. in for me, oh, okay. my days. Like, I can't. Once, my, once I'm there, I'm like, I've got to get out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and that's one of the things I've been trying to do with me time now is, uh, no, just lay there. It's all right. <laughs> you don't have to get up and you know read a book study or sure. do something like that yeah. like it's it's okay to yeah. just rest yeah. <laughs> yeah well you know that's what i'm working through at the moment yeah, so, yeah. mate I, I mean when you say that it's I, I know a lot of people that have i know of a lot of very 
successful people that are, um, have mental issues, mm. you know, like, and, you know, it's, I think that's partly due to the environment that they've been around that, that puts pressure on them to be like that. Like, mm. you know, it's, it, sometimes you can be a part of a, of a, of a, environment where we know what we want to be successfully and we know what we want to achieve and and then you you know some people have different circumstances but they are they have and they are successful at something and then they're and they're reading and they're impacting the world with this and they're doing this program and they're helping this person they're doing that and then the pressure is on everyone else around them to do the same thing and then if you're not doing that and if you're not achieving what that person is you're not doing what they're doing then you're going oh well you know it's I'm not, I'm not good, I'm not good. So that's when the mental health starts to, to creep in. But you've got to be comfortable with, with the fact that you, you don't get time to read every day. Mm. You're not as successful as somebody else. Mm. But you might be in the future. Mm. At the moment, you're not. Who cares? Mm, yeah. You know, like you might it's, be in different ways. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think, you know, it's, um, you've, got to, you've got to have your own actions and your own plans and your own sort of, you know, what am I doing to get there? But you've also got to be comfortable with just going, oh, this today, this week, this month, I just didn't get there. Yeah, yeah, and not yeah. Comfortable. Then not sit on social and look and go, geez, they are doing it, and yeah. <laughs> beat yourself yeah. up, yeah. isn't it? That's right. <laughs> because they're actually not doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Look yeah. at me and my Lamborghini yeah. that I hired for the day, and, yeah. and this house that cost me a thousand dollars to hire for the day. Yeah. It's not my house, but it looks like it. That's, yeah. that's yeah. my house. That's my Lamborghini. And look yeah. at me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's crazy. Man. It's just being comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. And being aware of yourself. Yeah. And and being okay with that, and and knowing your triggers, you know that you know set you up, and going okay, well, if I do work like this person, it's gonna bugger me and I'm going to end up an addict and just my health's going to go to shit and all this kind of stuff and it's mm. been okay well I know I can work for two hours at this time of day flat out and I'm sweet and that's going to get me to there and sweet okay and then you move on you don't have to be um, 24-7 mm. and it's, yeah it's just being aware of yourself isn't it? I think so yeah mm. yeah and some days you can go and bang out 16 hours mm. and maybe you can do it a few days in a row and then you've got to mm. take a whole day off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And one and reconnect. Yeah. Um, your meals. Well, just as before, we are having a chat about this. You were chatting with Tristan and then I just um, caught the back end of it. I'm like, oh, it's so true. And, um, you know, with your energy and talking about your energy and... Yeah. When it comes to t- making meals and you're like, well, you know, when you go to a restaurant and you sit down and you have a meal and you're like, hmm, that probably wasn't the best it should should have been. And then you're like, yeah, have a have a chat to the chef and see what his day's been like. <laughs> yeah. Or have a chat to your mum that's rushed and done the meal or your dad that's rushed and done the meal. You know, when I, when I, so it's the energy that goes behind the meal and the food and and where the food was grown and all this process that was, was coming with it. Um, I know I, personally, when I go cook a meal, I like take a deep breath and I go, okay, I'm cooking this for my family. This is with love. This is where it's coming from. This is feeding them. This is nurturing them. And I sit down and I hand them the meal. And guess what? Usually most of the time, Dad. Bo might. Uh, back this up not back this up and be like oh I don't like it <laughs> but that's kids for you <laughs> but uh, most of the time they're like yeah they love yeah, it sure. they know where it's come from sure. 
And then I know when um, I'm rushing and I don't care about it, yeah. and I sit down and eat it, and I'm like, well, this is crap. <laughs> and, that's, and that's me, you know. Does your, does your meal, obviously we just spoke about it, do you want to elaborate on your version of your meals and what comes from the M? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you worked like you were a chef, so you know this, like, like in a kitchen and mm. all this stuff, so. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah energetically, it's, uh, you, it's the, what you're talking about in principle is a lot more prevalent in a home environment than in a commercial environment. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, fundamentally, I think we, we don't give enough thought to what we're eating, how we're eating it, how we're sharing it. You know, I, one of our things is just to sit down as a family and eat. You know, we not we do not eat. Well, every now and then we eat pizza and run on the TV. But, you know, mm. generally speaking, we, we've always taught the family to, you know, devices are not at the table. You know, the TV does not go on. We sit at the table, we talk, we... we, we um, not necessarily that you have to sit down and connect and meditate with your food and give thanks to it. If you want to do that, that's fine. But it's more so just an appreciation of 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 the food and just the environment and just just sharing, just sitting down and and um, taking the time. Mm. You know, we go through life and we 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 grab a sandwich, we're eating it while we're driving, or we you know we, everything's on the run, everything's on the go. You know, we mm. as a as a as a community and as a society, I think Australians are uh, they don't have a um, they don't have part of their history where they mm. where they do that. Whereas you know, I go to China a lot as part of my work, and they they st- at twelve o'clock the whole of China stops. Mm. Like, <laughs> uh, big massive factories, mate. They just go chong 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 right? like big commercial equipment. It just comes to a grinding halt. And they go to lunch mm. two hours, <laughs> two hours, mate. That's they all fantastic. go. They eat. They go to a restaurant. They sit down. They eat. And then they come back to work at twelve o'clock. They might have a little sleep see afterwards, a siesta, get some energy, mate, whatever. But when they eat, they, they're eating, they're absorbing and they're enjoying that food, you know, they're not grabbing something on the run and just moving. Yeah. The French, you know, the French mm. is another culture mm. that sits down and they enjoy their food, Spain. you know, they, yeah, like uh, Europeans are, anyway, so, yeah, I think, um, you know, one of the things that, that I remember was I was talking to this uh, lady at the front of one of the... I was doing some um, fitness training, some boxing classes at one of one of these gym gym one day, and um, one of the ladies asked me about some nutritional advice and blah blah blah. And I'm having a conversation with her, and she goes, "Oh, what do you what would you put in a in a smoothie?" You know, and I'm saying, "Oh, you know, almond milk and chia seeds and nuts and you know coconut yogurt and cacao seeds and you know some banana and some cinnamon and blah 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 blah." And, and she goes, "Oh my god!" And I thought she was going to say, "Oh my god, that sounds delicious." <laughs> Because I'm thinking that. I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Don't wait to eat this. Yeah, yeah. oh, my God, I can't believe how many calories would be in that. Uh. And I've gone, what? <clears throat> mm. and, and that's that's the mindset. That's mm. the way that we think about it. So yeah, the way that we food. think about food. I sit there, when I make a juice, like, admittedly, there's times where I just go, I just don't have time because you've got to get the juice out, you've got to put the juice out. Cleaning the juices, like, there's not one person I know that does not like cleaning the mm. juice. You know, like, it's just like, it's a draw. Give me the juice, but then do I have to clean that juice? <laughs> <laughs> juice cleaner. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then the process of just, you know, cutting that, that fruit and vegetables up and just mm. going through that, like, I'm, I'm, as I'm doing that, I'm thinking, oh, I can't wait for this to get into my body. Mm. 
Mm. I love this. Like, and, mm. and I'm thinking about it going, oh, I'm looking forward to it and I'm thinking about how much I'm going to enjoy it when I'm drinking it mm. and then I'm thinking about the benefit that it's going to have on my body. Um, so, yeah, it all comes down to the mindset of initially, like you said, you know, what are we doing when we prepare that food? But even before that, how are we thinking about it before we even get to that stage? Yeah. You know? Like, when you're even thinking about what you're going to cook for or eat for dinner... You know, uh, is it because, you know, it's just like, oh, what have I got in the fridge? Or, you know, it's like, well, I think, well, I can't wait to, to prepare something that the family's going to enjoy. Mm. And that yeah. not, doesn't always have to have a performance benefit or be that healthy mm. or whatever. Even if it's pizza, it's like, ah, oh, I just I love it. I enjoy mm. it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, so I just enjoy that. Mm. I love it. And I think the energy that we put into it uh, has a huge am- impact on the way that it tastes as well as the way that we present it. I think usually you can tell by the way food is presented, mm. straight away you can tell the energy that's gone into it. 100%. Yeah, and, yeah it's and been slapped in a bowl. Right. <laughs> it's fallen apart. 1,000%. You know, it's, um, straight away you can just energetic. And we eat with our eyes. I mean, and men, we're very visual. Yeah. You know, we, we, as, as, you know we, we are voyeuristic, you know, men, and, but everyone's voyeuristic when it comes to food that's why there's so many you know pics on Instagram it looks good hey uh, before I even eat it and if it looks good to me I'm, I'm tasting that with my eyes I'm going oh yes picking it apart yeah. 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 <laughs> give me that sucker but that's yeah. like fruit man it's colourful and bright and yeah. it catches your eye and you're like oh man yeah, yeah I'll have that yeah mm. Mm. beautiful so yeah I mm. think yeah at an energy at an energetic level um, you know the the, the thought process that we you know we we need to think more about uh, and i've seen some of your posts man i love what you're talking about even if even if you go back before what you guys do you know, you're talking about the energy that you're putting into the soil mm. into the food before you even before you're even preparing it yeah you know and yeah. that's all important man it's yeah. all encompassing it's all of a process a flow an energetic circle mm. that all just works together and i think the more you get that food to plate to you know consumption um right that at the energy of all of it from how you get the seed to how the soil is to how it's grown to how it's harvested to you know you think there's something about apples mate like apples yeah. like mm. they you know like by the time you're eating them they're 18 months old they mm. sit in cold stores for 12 months before they're mm. distributed out into you know it's crazy it's crazy man. i was reading so the other day that mm. there's only nine kinds of apple trees left on the earth wow that really? haven't been genetically modified right yeah. right yep yeah, yep yeah. yeah yeah it's amazing how much we're interfering with the whole mm. process of nature yeah, there's yeah. a book been johnny appleseed okay I've listen to that goes into the actual background of apples mm. yeah right yeah yeah so um, yeah it was a good listen but interesting yeah. Mm. but yeah it's like you know you've either got food that's alive that's been grown in good soil or you've got food that's dead that just you know, it gives you nothing. And well, that's where the, it doesn't fill you up. It doesn't give your soul that, that connection, what it's looking for. So then you're always looking to grab, um, dead food, dead, dead energy. Food. And dead you always grab, 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 grab. Yeah. And, and even, even the, the enzymes that you get from mm. the live enzymes that you get from live food, mm. you know, walking down and like, I will put apple trees in here. I will get apples, non-genetic one. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, just picking that apple off the, off the tree or picking a snow pea off the vine mm. or pulling a, a carrot out of the soil and just 
the the live enzymes that are in that compared yeah. to you know even mm. the next step up at the markets with a local grower to you know supermarket chains to mm. you know like mm. as you go down that line it's just it's, even though it's good for you it's still mm. down the line of the live enzymes and the, mm. the energy that you get from it. And we all don't have the ability to, you know, go shopping at the at, at the markets all the time, or even grow our own fruit and vegetables. We don't, we all got different circumstances. But. Yeah. I think we can grow something though. I think yeah. we can have a pot and some dirt. Take care of that dirt and take care of that. Like if you Herbs. can spend four bucks fifty on some cherry tomatoes or whatever every now and then, you can get a seed instead and grow a little plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Thousand percent agree. There's not. I mean, if you look at the amount of, uh, you know, grass. That, that, that is yeah, most, too much grass. <laughs> you know, like, like I said, even but even if you don't have grass, if you're in a unit, yes. why can't you grow herbs? You know, like yeah. basil's and coriander's and oh, you, you can grow, you yeah. can get some cherry tomatoes. Pop. Yeah, so, plants, yeah, you can grow sweet potatoes, yeah. capsicum. Like you can get it all going. And then um, there's, there's nothing stopping you. It's for just sure. um, just wanting to do it. Yep. Um, yeah, it's the, the and, desire, the want, the motivation. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. And, you know, the, the cost of fruit and veg, uh, the way it's going up, Ooh. you know, all the synthetic stuff they got to spray on it, the mm. cost of that's going up, all the chemicals mm. they got to put on it, the cost of that's Transport. going up. So it's not the actual growing part, it's the actual, you know, the process of growing because the soil's so dead and all the chemicals they got to spray on it, that's what's making the cost go up. Mm. If we went back to natural basic ways of growing food and improving the soil... Guess mm. what? The cost should go down, <laughs> but it probably won't. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably not. But uh, yeah, but if you that, but that's when you can get in your backyard or hook up with someone that you know has got a bit of land and go. Look, I'll come over and help you plant these trees and help you look after your garden mm. to get this amazing food. Like you know, mm. it's, and it's creating that community. So then. When it does come time to harvest, then you all do sit down and eat an amazing meal together and stuff like that. You know, it's wonderful just, experience. Yeah, you get yeah. more friends. You yeah. get this community. Yeah, it's just and then you're connected as well. Yeah, because you've been connected in the growth and the, the harvesting mm. and the whole process. Mm. And then once you eat it all as a as a mm. shared community as well, you just nice. share that connections as well. Gives me tingles ah! just talking about it. <laughs> and I know Dem can cook. <laughs> So I'm going to help him plan everything on here. <laughs> Come and sit in his sauna and have a good meal. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sensing three layers to this. I'm sensing this energetic um, involvement that we've put into the preparation of the meals and the love that we give the meal. I'm sensing this... Um, where does this go? I'm sensing the... Oh, it might have all gone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, surely it's in there somewhere. Yeah, it'll come. Oh, uh, and then I'm sensing this um this appreciation. Like, let's say we eat the pizza, like we and the food is somewhat dead. We can still appreciate the the joy and the Great fun point. and the mm. and the process of that. Mm. Mm. Um, yep. and then there's that um that full circle preparation of soil to seed to harvest and and that whole chain of it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's so many layers to having 100%. a good meal. Yeah, yeah. and. I, it can't. It do, even even that that pizza, like you said, even that maybe a dead sort of a pizza. Well, it doesn't mean that you, de- you haven't, you know, as a as a family. Like I lo- my kids love making dough, the pizza mm. dough. You know, like mm. you've made the dough, and then you know you might even and even if you haven't done that, then you might go out in your garden and get some, you know, some basil and 
you know, um, parsley and chop it all up and sprinkle it over the top. You know, yes. so there's still a, a little aspect there's of it. There's always, yeah, absolutely. That's it. And then you're sitting down and you're laughing and you're eating and you're enjoying it and like you're enjoying it. It's not like a, I've brought it from wherever you've brought it. I've yep. slapped it in the oven and you're sitting there and you're eating it and you're yeah, like, oh, oh yeah, shit, so. I was lazy tonight and I'm eating this yeah, and then pizza. Yep. 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 It's a completely different process, yep. which is a beautiful process. I'll tell you this much too. The most interesting part of that to me is how it actually is impacted from the kids. Yeah. So what I've seen when, when we grow things is, is all of a sudden children take ownership of that product, of that produce, mm. you know, and then they, then, then they will eat it. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, they mm. will eat it. You know, if they don't like parsley, but all of a sudden they grow the parsley and then they help chop the parsley and they sprinkle it over the pizza, they're eating that pizza. <laughs> yeah, Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, I grew that parsley. Yeah, that's mine. That's, yeah, you know, yeah, I own yeah. that. That's you know? it, and, yeah. and, and I think that's a really um, important aspect is that we, as we come through, we need to also be mindful of, of what we're doing with the next generation how the next generation is coming through and they're very different obviously with, with a lot of the aspects of their life with social media and devices and all this stuff but there's no reason why we still can't you know get them to connect with you know with, with food and with growth and with what everything we're talking about yeah. um, it, it's part of daily life and there's no escaping it doesn't and the rest of it like the, the devices and the social media it's all irrelevant there's no impact at all on yes you can grow food yes you can you know become part of um, that whole process there's, there's still no reason why they can't be involved in those aspects of it yeah definitely and you touched on it before like movement in schools and stuff is is starting to go down and then like you look around, like we're pretty lucky on the sunny coast, but like if you go into an inner city, like mm. grass areas are going. Yeah. Schools aren't growing anything anymore. Mm. Um, you know, so they've completely taken that connection of food um, out, yeah, even more, unless your parents or your friends or whatever are connected and, and showing them that, but in a mm. where they should be, um, yeah, it's even that movement as well is. It's quite sad, and hopefully, yeah. it does start coming back. It feels like it's coming back. Sure. Um, I think the uh, I think what I've seen that a lot of schools are starting to grow more produce mm. and starting to be more active in that area. Mm. I've seen a bit of that. At the same time, they are going the opposite way with movement. I think so. Yeah. Whilst they're uh, educating kids on 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 growing food and produce, I think the um, yeah the Daily movement is yeah they're moving further and further away from it, yeah. whilst at the same time questioning you know obesity rates increasing still yeah and um, you know through, even through this whole pandemic you know there's been no fundamentally you know it all comes down to our immunity systems and and what we're doing with our exercise our health our wellness our mindset what we're eating how we're exercising what how we're thinking there's been no programs no no educational um, um, initiatives that I've seen that have gone out and tried to educate people mm. on how they, how we're going to do that. Not only adults, but kids and families and mm. the community. I'm going, right, eh? Like, why, why are they not investing thousands of dollars in that area, right. millions of dollars millions. in that area yeah. going, this is how we, you know, yeah. we're going to become better More individually resilient. and yeah. as, as a community. Mm. So mm. That's my thoughts personally. But, um, yeah. No, I, I, me as well. I, like, I, I've been waiting to see, like, you know, get out there and exercise eat healthy this is how you mm. do it like mm. they Get could do out a little template yeah. you know and 
send it out to every household. So they've got like just, you know, it can be a little infograph or whatever it is, pamphlet, you know, but... Well, they could be in businesses alongside sanitize your hands. Don't forget, get out in the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Do some exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Put some good stuff in your body. Yeah. Mm. Because we all know it works. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get lost in fear and anxiety. Mm. Because that's going to cause enough harm to your body as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's sad to see something as simple as movement, you know, declining in, in schools because I think that's the... And once we get to a certain age, we're responsible for our own actions and motivating ourselves to become, you know, to have daily habits and, and that sort of thing. But uh, while they are children, then, at, at you know, we've got that opportunity to capture the at, at certain age where we can really get these habits, you know, instilled in them. And I think it's essential that... that, that that we continue to do that, and I would be going the opposite way. I'd be, you know, increasing the, the movement in mm. schools and going, how do we get them to move more? And think of it not as, you know, something that they just should be doing every now and then, but something is like we said, how do I do this for the rest of my life? You mm. know, this is something that I need to be doing for the mm. rest of my life. Mm. How do I do it the best? How do I find something that's enjoyable? How do I expose myself to as many different forms of exercise instead of going, oh, you know, with most people, they go, oh, start by walking and then you need to go to a gym. Well, yeah. how many different forms of exercise are there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's endless. Yeah. You know, educate them on all the different forms and go find something that you like. Yeah. Even, you the stillness, even the opposite of exercise, if we were to sit down, it, sitting down doesn't always have to be listening to the principal or listening to the teacher. Talk crap, we can come <laughs> talk craps, maybe a sure. bit harsh, but <laughs> <laughs> sure some of it's great and yeah. some of it feels like it's really, really boring. But yep. yeah, mm. we could uh, we could be still and do some fun things as well in the morning and yeah. still and do some exercise. That's it. Like exercise is meant to be fun. Like you, you pick like your exercise. If it's going for a ride on your bike along the river, perfect in the sun. How amazing is that? You love it? Good. If it's going for a dance on a Wednesday night, Doing a bit of tango or African drumming, dancing. I know you've done a bit of that. Yeah, I've done plenty of that. Yeah, in the last <laughs> you know, whatever it is, like <laughs> yeah, it just, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. gets you excited and having fun. Like, yeah, yeah, I love going into the gym and working out. That that's ah, me. I love it too. That's me. Yep. You yeah. know, not everyone likes that. Yeah. So it's 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 it is. Yeah. It's just picking something that you can stick with and do and 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 get you excited. Mm. And again, like we said. You know, that one thing lasts for a while and then you're like, okay, it's not doing what it does anymore. What do I want now? Yeah, change it, you know. Or like you the other day, you went into the oh. gym and you needed to go to the beach. Yeah, I was in the gym and I'm like getting angry and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm out, I'm out of here. And I drove down to the beach, oh, down and I started walking on the beach and I'm smiling, I'm yeah, happy, I'm yeah. seeing the sun. I'm like, yeah. oh, geez, that's what I needed. That's what I needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. need to be yeah. smashing myself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but then you know, there's going to be other days I go in the gym and it's just like I'm just like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh. The iron's clanking yeah. and I'm <laughs> and I'm sweating. I'm ready to get you all puffed up. And yeah, and looking in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. I thought um, stand up desks were going to take off in schools too. Like just yeah, this right. idea of kids being able to fidget on the kick stool and you know just being able to move around and just. Use up a bit of energy. Yeah. Yep. You know, rather yep. than just having to sit and listen. And... Sure. Mm. Yeah. Be sedentary. Completely mm. sedentary. Completely sedentary. <laughs> getting stiff hip flexors and stiff backs. <laughs> I mean, how many kids are that young and they can't reach their toes anymore? Like, they're, they're young, supple bodies or they're supposed to be. Like, we're yeah. causing that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I went in. I don't know if I said it on here before, but I went into a school. It was over in England, and we like it was a little in a little village, and we got to work with the preppies all the way up to year six. Yeah, and I think it got to year two or three. So they're eight or nine, mm. and the movement patterns had already started going. Yeah, right. Kids couldn't move. They couldn't squat yeah. down. They couldn't do certain things. Mm. And it was quite alarming. I'm like, yeah, right. you know, yeah, yeah. It was quite, and that was just in a little village in Small England. Cove, like that's right, a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was quite predominant, like mm. that. You could start seeing kids that didn't move and yeah. kids that did. Right. Yeah. I noticed even sitting cross-legged after about grade two was almost impossible to sit still cross-legged. Yeah. 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 Mm. And like, easy to sit in a chair, you know. Yeah. Mm. Six mm. hours in a chair every day, but. Couldn't sit for twenty minutes cross-legged. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now you're just on a chair cross-legged. Reminded What's up, Yogi? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So what about this? Um, what about this whole Qi Gong conversation? We keep getting in and around on energy, but you know the Qi Gong was a big one right from the start. Yeah, mate. Yeah, it's. Oh, look. how's it been big in your life for you? How's it been a factor? Oh uh, well, like I said, fundamentally, it just it changed my it changed me as a person. Mm. I could feel a definite shift. It just it just it just grew me, you know. It grew me into a like I said, from a kid to an adult, you know. Mm. And and I just lost a part of me that, and I and I changed a big part of me where I, you know, just emptied the cup of knowledge and and just started mentally just questioning the knowledge that I'd been given, and I just. I, I really I I actually love relearning things you know I love I, I really enjoy it when I when I get to a stage where I, I really go oh well and recognise that I'd been conditioned to believe or to understand that and it was limiting my beliefs I love that when I recognise that and go oh same yeah mm. uh, I, I really enjoy it and, and that that you know Energetically, with the qigong and the feng shui and the energy healing and that sort of thing, it's um, yeah, that that pushed me in that direction. Because you were thirty and you committed to this master to help you. Mm. Mm. Like, yeah. what were you doing with him over the next few years? What? Yeah, so I started with basic meditation. So I'd just go down and have a meditation for an hour, and that was enough. <laughs> it felt like twenty hours, <laughs> and then it went to an hour and a half, and then it changed to uh, lying down. So internal alchemy when you, because initially you know you, you you've got chakras on your body that you're sort of absorbing energy and and you know you're looking at universal and environmental energy. So qigong is basically your internal energies, feng shui is your environmental external energies, and um, and so it's. First of all, having an awareness and an understanding and a feeling of, of that, and then going from having specific chakra points to then your whole body becoming that chakra. Mm. And so internal alchemy and then starting actual qigong movements where, you know, you're having energy showers and you're, you know, you're uh, opening sp- specific chakras in, in your body. You're thinking about, you know, external uh, feng shui energies that you're projecting into your environment whether it's work family uh, environmental Mm. you know uh, and and then it goes basically went on to energetic healing so it's it's interesting but the qigong is the internal and we talk about the mean it's like well first of all you need to look at the the me you know how do i build up my own energies Mm. because you're never going to heal someone if you're not you know if you don't have the energy 
yourself. Not necessarily healed yourself, but if you don't have enough energy yourself. So it's building up your own energies, having changing yourself internally and then going, okay, well, now let's look at external feng shui energies. And that's my um, progression with it. That's my desire that I wanted to help and heal others through no movement energy healing. So yep. a lot of people think of qigong and they think of movement. Mm. And that's what traditional qigong is. But this is no movement qigong. So specifically, how do I create movement without movement? So how do I create energy without moving? And mm. and it's and and how do I help people with that energy? So like I said, it changed me, changed my thought process, enabled me to help myself, my family, other people. Uh, and and it becomes for me, you know, martial arts always been a way of life for me because of the philosophical um, aspect of it and and, and the energy uh, healing is very on my mum's side is actually German Chinese. So yeah. so mm. that's why I've got a strong connection with China mm. and with with, mm. with, with, with with Chinese people and with, with, with Qigong obviously being a Chinese cultural I didn't get that history. <laughs> Shut up Siri. <laughs> you don't get much do you Siri? Um, and uh, yeah it's it's just mate it's just it's a, a part of my everyday being, whether mm. I'm actually practicing it or whether not Meditation, you know, for me, initially it was meditation. And then I came to the realisation that meditation is, is not sitting down going om, 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 om. Meditation is just being aware and mm. present in the moment. Mm. So the simplest form of meditation is just being here now, just stopping, just closing the eyes. Just, what am I hearing? I can hear birds. I can hear trees rushing. I can hear a car. I can hear... You know, you can be here now and not hear any of that until you actually stop and go. Oh, I'm not. I'm not in the past. I'm not in the future. I am just present. Mm. What am I hearing? What am I feeling? What am I smelling? Have an awareness of your own body. Do I? You know what? I, what do I? Am I hot? Am I cold? Am I? You no, know, it's. And then, and then starting to be aware of your breath. I mean, breath itself is very cliche these days and they start mm. to just talk all this breath work and mindfulness and it's overcooked and that. But <clears throat> breath itself, just being aware of your own, of your own breath. So, um, yeah, the truest form of meditation is just mm. being present. And, 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 and it's actually, you know, if, you, if you're going to say to yourself, oh, I'm going to meditate at 8.30 for three quarters of an hour, you won't do that. Mm. And if you do, you won't have a good meditation. Mm. That's not what it's about. It's like whenever you feel like doing it, it just happens, you know. And then, um, you know, progressively you then go into um, a stage where you're breathing energy. So your whole body becomes energetically breathing. So you're actually breathing. It's reverse breathing. So yeah, but you're actually breathing universal energies. And so your whole body becomes a chakra. You start breathing energetically. So you, uh, And then eventually you're actually teaching yourself to... Um, meditate in your sleep or breathe energy in your sleep so I actually meditate and I and my energetic work is actually done while I'm sleeping mm. so that's when I'm I'm benefiting the most and again you know from a mindset perspective we just don't know enough about the brain I, there's no one I know on this earth that can tell me why we have to sleep you know, but we all do it as species, everyone mm. sleep. But what happens to the brain? What happens to the body? Where do we go energetically? Why do we have to sleep? 
So for me, it was, yeah, I started just conditioning myself to, well, why can I not meditate? Why can I not use that time to, to breathe energetically, cleanse my chakras, open my pathways, you know, all that sort of thing. So I do a lot of work uh, subconsciously and, and con- uh, while, I'm, while I'm sleeping. So mm. there's conscious aspect of what I do with meditation. There's a lot of subconscious and, and non-conscious <laughs> aspect of it. Pretty and bad. it's, you know, it's... And I, look... You know, to me, you start meditating with people and it's, you know, everyone's got different conceptions of, of, of meditation and energy mm. work. And, uh, you know, you guys are obviously connected energetically. And so, but if I was to say, okay, well, I'm going to have, a, I'm gonna have a, an energy uh, meditation once a month, mm. it's going to cost you a hundred bucks. First of all, you don't value what you don't pay for anyway, mm. right? But you guys, I wouldn't think twice about it. You go, well, if I'm going to benefit from it, I'm going to part with that cash. Like, that's like, right. You've got to earn a living, like, you know, like, it's, yep. you know, that's how it is. But a lot of people go, well, why would I pay you to meditate? Mm. You know, I can just close my eyes and meditate at home. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. You can do that <laughs> then. But a lot of people, what a lot of people don't recognise is the fact that when you find a master, when you find a teacher, when you find an instructor, a, a coach, or whatever it is, they can show you the shortcuts that's taken them years. Mm-hmm. And I will pay for that shortcut. I've got no problem. Mm. I've paid $1,500 for a two-hour meditation mm. where I know that with the advancement that I've got in that energetically, I would oh. never have got in a lifetime <laughs> by myself, <laughs> knocking around, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's, uh, you know, it's, yeah, when you're talking about meditation uh, and that master, when you find a true master, they work with you energetically for the rest of your life. Yeah. You don't have to be doing specific one-on-one work with you. They're always working with you. They're always thinking about you, mm. doing work with you, connecting with you, helping you uh, without you even asking them. Mm. It's just what happens. So mm. it's a, again, you know, <laughs> it's just a world that we just don't know enough about. And from a mindset perspective, that's why mindset's obviously number one on mine, even though it should be me now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, I thought you'd appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I read that now, I go, don't rewrite that. Just rewrite it, bro. It's all about changing it, yeah, isn't it? That's it's right. flexible. <laughs> I just spoke about it. <laughs> so, yeah, from a, you know, like, uh, hey, I just question everyone to just mm. question your, your mindset, question your beliefs, question how you think about things. And you're only limited by the way we're conditioned, you know. It's, mm. And there's a world that we just don't know about. And, uh, I think, you know, from a mindset perspective, um, yeah, it all, it all begins in the mind and from our thought process and whether that's bad or good, mm. our subconscious does not know the difference. Yeah, you wrote a post the other day on Facebook, which um, intrigued me a lot. Yep. About your back and you had the yep. picture of that. Yep. And like just your thought processes and... Um, what was it again? It was um, not the, looking in the past. The, uh, yeah, I sort of said... Yeah, there was something like it. Yeah. A challenge. So from an NLP coach, mm. and my dad's a psychologist, so uh, the psychology, the mind just fascinates me, and I just fully intrigued by it all. So as an NLP coach and, as a, and psychologically, uh, from a psychologist or from a social worker or from whatever it is, you know, usually um, if there's a... If there's a, say for example, there's a, um, an issue or whatever it is, usually there's a trigger. 
something that's happened in the past that's triggering that, you know. And a lot of people, I, I saw someone post something the other day and it was all about addiction. They sort of said, oh, well, if you're addicted to something, it's like you've had a, um, you know, a, a, a previous trauma. And, you know, if you look at that on the face value, possibly it's correct. Mm-hmm. I'm addicted to triathlon training, so I haven't been traumatised by anything. I love it. You know? What's, okay, so start by defining, okay, if you're, bad, if you're addicted to something bad rather than addiction in general, because a lot of people are addicted to positive things that there's no trauma and, mm. and they love it. You know? mm. So anyway, um, yeah, if you look at it, uh, if, you, if you look at it in the principle of, if, if I'm getting, if I've got an issue now, I'm triggered by something in the past, most NLP or most psychologists will, will take you back to that question what that trauma was mm. and, and really get you to identify that. Yeah. In that process, you're probably going to raise three or four more traumas <laughs> that you didn't really <laughs> realise were there. Yeah. God damn, now I've got another one. But anyway, um, and it works. I'm not, I'm not saying that it doesn't work. Mm. But um, so the idea is that you visit that, revisit that trauma and then they reintroduce a trigger. A new trigger and go, okay, well, instead of this happening now, when you think about that, um, let's introduce a new habit. So the trigger's still there, but the response is different. Mm. So it's the recognition of the trauma, what it was. A lot of people don't know what that trauma was. Some people do know what it was and they haven't actually dealt with it professionally. And and there is a connection and and I've seen it work, you know. Mm. But uh, for me, I, I'm just—I've always been future focused. I'm, I'm just not—I'm just not a—I'm not a past person. I'm not a—I don't want really to know what my trauma was in the past. I don't—I'm not concerned with it. You know, I'm just mm. concerned with who I am now and where I'm going. So mm. I want to—I want to introduce a uh, a new trigger or a new habit or a new process or a new action that that deals with me now but also has a future focus as well. And mm-hmm. I think that's so much more powerful. I actually do know people that have gone into the past and, and, and you know, worked with professionals that have tried to identify what the trauma was. And uh, they trauma traumatised by that process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and just to the point where they're going, oh, I don't want to know. Yeah. I, I really mm. don't. Like, mm. you know, like I don't want to know if I've been, you know whatever in the past I just don't want to know about that but mm. I've got an issue now how do I deal with that and how do I deal with that in the future and mm. for me I'm, I'm very much I don't think about the past a lot and it's just something that's part of my nature yeah. you know, we talk about at the start you know values and morals and ethics and the ability to sort of you know stand by those sort of things with conviction that's been part of me and who I am well, it's the same thing with the past I've been, I, like something will happen in the past and I just, I'm just just I don't think about it. it. Doesn't even enter my thought process, you know. Mm. Just like I'm now, and and I'm future driven, mm. and that's me personally, and that's what works for me. So mm. that's the way I operate, yeah. and I know that I recognise that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I look for. So mm. I, I try to go, I try to identify that, and I try to work with myself, knowing that, and mm. try to get the best plan and processes in action around that. Mm. Beautiful man, but yeah, with your qigong and all and and all that is like, well, yeah, if you're in the moment and and all that energy and opening it up and stuff and letting the, like letting the past go naturally anyways and just yeah being there and focusing is it's probably going to help like you know just as you were saying it then I'm like and I'm like okay I'd, I'd like to hear you just explain what you just did and I'm like oh yeah that makes sense that is a beautiful tool that can help people move forward yeah, I, I believe yeah I just so. like just how you've just explained it and I'm like just 
Oh, I got the energy then of just how you did the meditation and stuff, and I just felt light and easy, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I am. I'm just in the moment, and yeah, let's take this energy and 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 move it forward, and yeah, let's let's cut everything off, and like you know, yeah, you know, you would have learnt and done all that kind of stuff, sure. and then just being able to move forward from that is is, is a beautiful process in itself. Mm. I think so. I think it's more far more important and mm. far more powerful. Because mm. I was like when I read it, I'm like, oh, because I. I do like going back and looking at it and, and, and doing it that way. So when I read your post, I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. I want to bring it up. And then sure. just how you explained your Qigong and then that, I just I was like, yeah, that resonates with me. It's beautiful. I think that's Thanks, a, a good process. Yeah. And it's like diet, exercise programs. Yeah. It's not going to work for everyone. Yeah, that's it. It's, it works it's, for me. It's another tool. Someone listening to this, myself, yeah. can yeah. use. And, and if it works, work. bang, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. If it doesn't, hey, you gave it a go. And even look as part of the, that, uh, you know, if we look at the the, the back rehabilitation, for me, a, a large part of that and a very significant part of that process, which a lot of people overlook, I think as well, is the self education. Mm. So I, I I don't think I could truly heal. I don't think my my ability to to truly heal. I don't think started until I visualized and I understood and I educated myself what was happening. So. And like I'm quite educated when it comes to anatomy, physiology, mm. 25 years as a personal trainer, you know, that's the stuff like that. I know that, but I've never experienced what happened with my back. And I was like, oh, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> me. And yeah. I literally, I went to a uh, physio and she helped me. Like I had some dry needling and, you know, it wasn't totally by myself. You know what I mean? Mm. She did help, but I, obviously a lot of it was my own mindset, my own healing. But, um, you know, as part of that, she, she said, oh, look, I'm not going to scare you, but, you know, you might need surgery. She goes, mm-hmm. I know you, and I know you won't want to go down that track. I'm just saying that I, I like, the, the symptoms that you're showing, they're serious. Like, I've been around this a long time, and mm-hmm. you're showing some serious signs that might need surgery. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm just saying that now, that it might have to be a, a, a pathway for you. Of course, I said, <laughs> no, nah, that's not going to happen. Anyway, um, uh, so I needed to... I couldn't, I had no idea what was going on in there, in, in the mm. body. All I know is I was, I was numb, I couldn't feel my leg, I had tingling right down in my toe, I was in pain. And so I, I self-educated myself, you know. I just went through the process of going, what is going on here? I YouTubed, I, I'm in the greatest tool ever. Or not. Anyway, I self-educated myself and, um, you know, it wasn't until... Like I said, that I had that visual in my head, you know, the the jam donut and squeezing the donut out, and what was doing it, and what was what was causing it, that I could go, okay, okay, now I know, now I can see there's a tear in here, there's stuff that's coming out that's pinching off the the nerve, and so now I can concentrate, I can visualize mm. what I need, mm. what what needs to happen, what needs to heal, what needs to, and I don't think I could have um, really healed myself properly and in that time frame without me educating myself and having that sense of visualization mm. that being said in that process as well one of the things with me like i said was when i would when i um, do flexion um you know that's when the the, ju- the jam would come out it was pinched off when i do extension it would suck it back in mm. so anyway i did as part of the education process you know they said you know if you've got this then you know basically all day you need to be doing these you know extension exercises that's going to suck it suck the jam in suck the jam in i literally did it all day for one day mm-hmm. they said you need to avoid this you need to avoid the extension part of it I, for one day i did it like all day 
next day is the worst I've felt, mate. Mm. Like the worst I've felt. And I went, I'm not doing that. Are you kidding me? You know, like yeah. it's just not going to happen. So I went back to doing a bit of everything. Even with fle- uh, flexibility, I went back to a full flexibility program where I was actually doing bouncing. You remember back then, but bouncing? Mm. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't recommend that anymore, you know, but bouncing, uh, for some reason, it just came through to me. You need to do some just slow bouncing. It worked. I enjoyed it. Didn't do any, it healed me. Mm. Didn't do me any damage. Mm. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, like I said, as part of that, I think we need to really educate ourselves, um, self-educate ourselves, you know, when we're looking at a, at a, at a healing at a healing program. So, um, yeah, say, for me, present, future focus, but education as well. Don't, don't expect to go, some people just go, oh, yeah, I need to be healed now, and, you know, and they're concentrating on now, they're concentrating on the future, but they'll go to a physio and go, well, heal me. Mm. It's just not going to happen. I, look, it might happen, and... But if you truly want to be here, if you truly want that process, you know, the body to respond, and if you want to speed it all up, make the effort yourself. Educate yourself. Make the effort to meditate, to, tr- to want to do things yourself. Eat better. You know, all that sort of stuff. When you visualise your spine now, what does it look like? <sighs> I don't even visualise it now. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I honestly don't. Um, yeah. I, I, Would you like to? I visualize probably not. Okay. Um, I the only time when I think about it is when I'm doing activity that may I can just feel there's a, there's a weakness there. You know, I'm, I'm still not fully healed. Like I'd, probably, I'd say I'm ninety ninety five percent. You know, that tear is still mm. slightly there, and I know it's a weakness, an area mm. of weakness. Um, and so I'm I'm mindful of that. So I. Don't think I don't visualize the spine. I don't think about it. All I, all I do now is I back off. You know, I've got the, um, the, I guess, the strength and the, the, uh, the will to go. Okay, even me. If yeah, if it's I'm me. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Look after me. Yeah, oh, I don't have to smash it. And that's driven by fear. <laughs> I do not want to go back to that pain yeah. ever again. So I go, I, I, I don't care. Like, I, you know, I do weights now. and I, There's a time there when I'd be going, oh, I've got to bench 100 kilos. i got to bench 120 kilos. And you know what it's like when we're kids and we're you know, testosterone flying around and you're trying to do the heaviest weight possible. Mm. I don't care how heavy I lift now. I'm just happy that I'm lifting, you know. Mm. And if I feel pain, I stop, mm. you know. So, yeah, I don't, I don't visualise it now. Uh, unless I need to, and then, then when I do, I don't visualise the It's interesting because the visual image you gave me is that there's still a tear there. Yeah. So that is yeah. your visual. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good point. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not a visual, but it's a, it's a well, it's a subconscious... Subconscious um, visual. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah it's 100%, quite... Yeah. 100%. And, and, and it's interesting that you say that because I did think the other day, and I challenge you to, to you both to give me your feedback on this one. yeah. Probably just about to do go it. For it. <laughs> go for it. Anyway. Okay, you go, you put your, yeah. So, 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 am I creating the weakness or not by visualising that? Or am I doing the right thing by going, when I feel the soreness, just backing off and going, right. I love that question so yeah. much. So. Where do you go from here, you know? Do you go, so this is this probably will answer your question uh, okay because you're talk to me guru you're, <laughs> this is off my own body uh, yeah. yeah but um i was having uh a sore back it was coming on and tristan came up to me and we were out in the garden a healing garden and he's like oh what's going on man and i started crying and stuff like this i'm like oh i've just got these issues going and he's like well what and i'm like oh it's my back and he's like oh well, what is it 
I'm like, oh, it just feels broken and not supported and it's just all bubbly and it's just, and he's like, okay. And then all of it, and then he started talking about the visual, visualization. This was just on Wednesday. Mm, this was just the other yeah, day. Yeah, right. No, well, Wednesday this today, Monday. Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, wow. Monday. Yep. And, um, and then he's like, well, uh, before he said it, I just picked up on what he was thinking, yep. the energy wise. And yep. then he's like, well, what do you see now? And I'm like, oh, I've got this beautiful waterfall coming down my back and it's going into a beautiful pond down there and I've got at, like my beautiful spirit animals there in a the garden. It's just like amazing and it's strong and beautiful. And then um, and he's like, sweet. And I'm like, yes, yeah, sweet. I'm like, oh, yes, yeah, starting to feel a bit better. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I woke up the next day and... I went into the gym and this yep. is when I'm in the gym and I'm like, oh, I'm not going in there. And then I'm walking across to the beach. And as I was walking across to the beach, barefoot as usual, I walked through some nature, like this bush path. And then I'm, I'm like, oh, it just clicked. And I'm like, okay. I just visualized my beautiful waterfall. Just everything just happening nicely down there. That's yeah. what I connect with. So now I've got this nice, healthy spine and beautiful things are happening to it. Mm. I'm like, oh, I'm just about to walk along the beach. I wonder how it goes because just recently it's been like, Right. Walked along. Yep. Nothing. Natural. So now my visualization mm. is a this amazing, waterfall. powerful, beautiful yep. waterfall flowing down into a pond with all this amazing garden and trees and everything going nicely. So now I around through my pelvis. So now that's my visualization of mm. a nice, healthy back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, right. Mm. So does that answer? Uh, not really. Not really? No. Good story, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you want to, I've interested in Tris, Tris concept before before I unpack it myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was that was awesome because just that alone on that day happened so fast. Like yeah. it was this massive emotional release, and then all of a sudden, like, what does the spine look like? You know, what images are you getting? Okay, and then how would you like it to be? And it was just like, bang, bang, bang. And he looked at me and he's like, I'm sweet. I was like, <laughs> yeah. how I wonder how he's going to be tomorrow. Like, is he bullshitting me? Like, that yeah, happens yeah. so, so fast. So quickly. Yeah. And yeah. I just, yeah, yeah. Obviously decided to trust why, you, but even why, had that thought. Why can't like, it? Did it happen yeah. that quick, really? Yeah. But yeah. It's, uh, yeah. like, like all of us, like we've done a lot of training in this stuff and mm. we tapped into the energy and we, you know, it's just that. So that was mm. massive. And I mean, I, I wonder too. I, I mean, I love your question about is the conditioning of having this image recreating it and should I be gentle or should I be pouring more energy into this healthy visualization? And I think that they both interplay together. Mm. Uh, you know, mm. I think if you're sitting on that bench press and you're arching your back hard and you're going for the rep and you're feeling pain, then you, you're getting this tactile feedback that the image and the representation is that there is still an injury. Mm. Yeah. And, and whether or not that's because you're injured, whether or not that's conditioning of the past, it doesn't really matter. It's probably reason to yeah, back off, mm. take the feedback. Maybe you sit down and imagine a beautiful waterfall and, and you can have an emotional release and maybe that can help. Or maybe that's not working for you and you know, you just, mm. you just do what you know. Mm. Um, for me, I think that there's definitely conditioning playing a factor. And I think any kind of feedback like that is something that we can either choose. Okay, I need to do work or okay, I need to put it aside. I always like mm. the let's do the work. 
I'm yep. a let's do the work and find a solution guy. Yep. Um, yeah. I'm a let's look forward guy like you. Yep. And um, yeah, that's why I wanted to throw it at you. Mm. Yeah, and look, I think I'm at the stage now where I did question it the other day, talking about it with you guys now, what just came through to me that I wasn't aware of from a, from a conditioning and subconscious level. Uh, I think it was the um, physio that said to me, well, it's, you're always going to have a weakness there now. It's mm. going to be always be, mm. you know, it's always going to be a weakness there, so be aware of it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I think that's the conditioning that's put that thought process in there, but I think it's natural to think think that anyway mm. um not just, just not necessarily that it's always going to be there but to have an awareness until it's fully here but the question for me is now and i did like literally i think on the weekend when i was mowing the lawns i was thinking oh when do i when do i start the process because i want to go back to my triathlon training again i want to mm. i want world championships so i want to get back into my performance training you know and um i'm grateful for where i'm at but i, I, I want to get back on a performance training again you know Mm. And uh, so, in order to do that, I need to be I need to be healed mentally and physically. Mm. And where where does that where is the line where you go where you say to yourself that's I'm not I'm going to accept that I'm not going to accept that there's going to be a weakness there. Why mm. does it have to be? Mm. Why can't it be fully healed? Mm. Uh, and yeah, and I haven't questioned that. You know, until now, until you're talking about it, and the, you know that 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 conditioning's there from what I've from what I was, you know, had yeah, that subconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and, we were talking about trauma earlier, and yep. you've been through this experience where sure. you didn't trust your body. Like you, mm. you've gone into new territory. You can't bend. You can't walk. You reach out for support. Yep. And the person who supports you does the best job they can. Sure. They plant a seed of like you may never be your best again. You may need surgery. All of a sudden. You take that on board because you're in this stressed state. You're reaching out, and, yep. and it that's just, evolved. And, and it embeds itself. Yep. It's moments like this where you challenge mm. it, and you go, "Well, is that true? Maybe it's not true. What if it wasn't true? How would I like to feel?" I think I'd already questioned that. Yeah. But the question, the the point, the pathway or the stage that I'm at now is when does that become a non-conditional? Yeah. My question yeah. for you is like, does it have to be a non-conditional? Can you get to a place where you just go, the best thing I can do for myself is trust that this is healed. Create a vision that it's healed, create a feeling that it's healed, create a certainty that it's healed. And then if I experience it in the future, accept that I've done everything I can to go forward from this clean, pure space. If it happens again, it happens again. Is it the same one or is it a different one? Mm. Does mm. it even does anyone even know that? Sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the mind, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. Uh, and can yeah, I what accept that I that I did everything I could? It's almost like, it's like permission. I agree. Mm. At the same time, is that is that a plan B? You know, is that a is that a oh, do I only have a plan A? And is there only hundred percent healing? If I think to myself, oh well, okay, if I if I if there is if I do if the injury does come back slightly, then okay. It does come, it comes back. This is like, oh, plan A doesn't work with plan B. From a mindset perspective, this is all fascinates me. It's mm. just, you know, like what, what's it, what is it? Do I, you know what I mean? Like, do I, do I don't you know just what go, you mean just yet, but I feel like I'm on the edge of knowing. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so uh, what I'm saying is that 
and this okay so this is where my mindset is at right now right it's like i'm i'm healed i'm 95 percent, right so the five percent of me is going there's still the possibility that there's, there's still a weakness there you know why why do i not why do i not say well i'm 100 i'm 100 i could be 100 i'm aware that you know if i if i do some work in the garden and if i I know that I can feel it, you know, and I, yeah. so I do that and I go, okay, but um, is that, does that only happen because I'm 95% in my mind, the 5% still there? Mm. It, it, does the physical only happen as a result of that men, mental? I, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder I, this I, myself. I, I mean, I think sometimes I, I go searching for injuries when, I mean, I've had a hell of a lot of injuries yep. and I'll have times where I'm searching for them and it's just a space of vulnerability. Sure. It's, yeah. But, but it's a thinking vulnerability is what I'm getting at. Mm. It's like, yep. you know, it's like, oh, this has been a bit sore lately. And then every time I do anything with it, I'm like, it's like all of my focus is mm. zoned in on this. Can I find any pain in there? Yeah. Is almost the question <laughs> yeah. that I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. And you do. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to do the same. So, mm. so, you know, what are we creating? Yeah, yeah. Are we going searching? Is the vulnerability planted in that before we even go and do it? And, and it's a massive question that maybe we can't even answer. But, you know, maybe our, our energetic focus that we put into exercises can be pure and maybe we shouldn't sure. do them until we can bring that purity. Sure, yeah. Yeah, or yep. maybe we can do them yep. at a more gentle level with purity. Mm. Like, and that would be the example of bench pressing a bit lighter. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, I can do this at a no pain sure. experience. Yep. And then bench pressing becomes okay. Sure. The back becomes okay. And yep. then maybe you can evolve your experience mm. in, in that way, if that yep. makes any sense. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 The old mindset. The, the mindset. old mindset. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. Oh, beautiful. Mm. I keep coming up with this because I just love saying this, but yoga and, 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 and the yamas and niyamas and stealing, and it's like... Say that again, sorry? Uh, the yamas and niyamas, they're like the 10 precedents of yoga. I've right. been just doing a bit of study on it. Yep. And, and one of them is non-stealing. And when you're... It's like a way of living yep. to not steal. Sure. And I always think of this as not stealing people's material goods or things like that, but it's not stealing um from people's own comp from other people's confidence sure not stealing from energy their energy mm. not stealing from the future by planning old by having old conditioning yep um depurify mm. and mm. um yep I, I'm just fascinated by all these conversations that I continue to have. Keep remind, <laughs> keep expanding my knowledge yeah. and awareness of what is non-stealing. Yeah. And fuck, I steal a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it all. Yeah, same, same, same. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the connota- the double connotations, and the mm. you know, the it, it's just open to interpretation, isn't it? Mm. It's yeah, it is. Whatever we think, mm. and whatever we think at the time. Mm. According to what we're exposed to, what our belief is, mm. what's happened to us in the past. Like mm. I said, some people just wouldn't even go through their life not even questioning that. Mm. So straight away, the stealing is thou shalt not steal. Yes. Monetary things, uh, yeah. material things, whatever it is. Not even think about the other aspects of it. Because they're just not, not mm. open to that, they're not exposed to it, it's mm. not part of their, their thought process. But 
mm. because of your history yourself or what you're supposed to like you question the that inquisitive mind yeah, yeah yeah and i think it's just fascinates me yes yeah, it is it's all so many aspects that are all different all open to different types of interpretation and mm. so like i said it's just part of that, that mindset just fascinates me the mind is just a, a such a fascinating area that we just know so little about but fundamentally if you come back to it i think you know we we should continue to question our own beliefs. Everything, everything that we, even if even if we have a strong conviction in a belief, that can that can change mm. tomorrow. Mm. It can. And yeah. We need to be open to that change, mm. and we need to question it. Mm. Not that you need to continue searching every day. It's just like if something comes up, like you said, even if you just you might just be reading that and they shall not steal, and all of a sudden it's just, just bring something up into you, into your thought process mentally, and, and we all. We all get thoughts. They all, and you know, when someone asks you a question, the first response is always the response. We all, we all get thoughts. We all know sixty thousand what a day, we should right? do. We all have awareness of those thoughts, and um, sometimes, so many people just don't recognise it, don't listen to it, yeah, don't accept it, mm. or just explore it. Go, oh, interesting, and then um, either take it on mm. or let it go. Yep. Yeah, and that's it. And I think like from all of this, if there's anything like you, like you said, is it's like the more you can live in the moment and just be present in that, the more peace you find. Sure. The more happiness. Uh, How often know. do we get to do this up? Like we're all sitting down here having this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, right? we try for once a week. <laughs> but... <laughs> right <up. laughs> Keep going though. No, but you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. We all should sit down, mm. mate. You know, like we should sit down and even just having the same mindset. This, like, we've all got similar mindsets, similar perspectives. Um, why can't we sit down and like have these conversations more often? Yeah, you know, we all mm. just get so busy with our lives. Mm. We need to make the time more do. to do these sort of things. But I love having conversations. So I, you know, when I first started doing my um, my, my energetic, you know, um, process. Yeah, Um, yeah, for me it was all like there was a lot of times where you know I just got sidetracked by so many different things, and we just don't make the time to do these sort of things, you know. And and we we should. It's moments like this that we get to expand. You know, we've had this one now. We've shared it with whoever's listening. Yep, and. um, you know, the three of us and anyone listening gets to then go and sure. create these conversations amongst their community and yeah. do and we it more We'll make more time to have these conversations, sure. mate. Yeah, we can have this anytime. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely. A lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get the fire circle going. Yeah. Have beverages. Oh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Saunas, ice baths. <laughs> That's that right. That the the sauna's not quite the three people. Yeah, uh, that's right. We can squeeze in there. <laughs> <laughs> New rotation. <laughs> bench press and sauna. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's it. Bench press, sauna, ice bath. Uh, <laughs> but damn it, this has been a beautiful conversation, mate. I've really enjoyed it. Yep. Um, I think a lot of people are going to get a lot out of this one. I, I reckon. hundred oh, percent. Yeah, yeah. Really appreciate you welcoming us into your home and. Yeah. Into your life and into your uh, deepest thoughts. Pleasure. Like I said, you know, if, uh, if, if one person benefits from the conversation we've had today, then, you know, happy days. Happy days. So if people want well, to I tap into your five <laughs> energies. Yeah, yeah, I, I've yeah. loved it. It's been a beautiful, beautiful experience. So if people want to tap into your five M's. Yep. Do, uh, how would they get in contact with you? Do you have any 
Are you taking on anyone or are you just sort of... Uh, at the moment, yeah. I'm not taking on any one-on-ones. Yep. Um, but I, I am actually looking to start to uh, do probably a, a fire circle once once a month and doing. Um, yeah, boy. Yeah. Look, <laughs> no, seriously, I, I've actually I but did. We've a, been talking about this too. Really? Yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah. No, seriously. So there's coming to happen. Mate, yeah. it's all meant to be. Like I did this digi course yeah. with a with a with a um, a guru just around the corner. Digi, mate, he's an amazing person, and I didn't realize at the Who time. Who is he? Let's get a shout out. Marco. 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 Yep. Shout out to Marco. Unbelievable guy. Like he's he's just such a good guy. I'm actually connecting with him this week. We're looking at doing a, um, some fire circle. Oh yes. Anyway. Um, uh, just like just the connection I didn't realise at the time I thought oh, I just wanted to learn circular breathing mm. that's why I went but in the very first session I realised that I didn't recognise the digits as a sound healing device mm. and that's how he uses it mm. he's gone mm. he, he gets right up in your personal space and the vibration of that mm. thing in your personal <laughs> space changes your energetic field mm. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I've been thinking about starting up a, a fire circle once a month and look at, at combining mm, meditation, <laughs> sound healing with the dig and, and some actual, some talisman um, mm. healing drawings with, with my mum. So, so you come there, you do some, 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 some breath work, some meditation, some energy meditation, some, some sound healing with the dig and then, you know, some, some talisman. You walk away with a healing talisman sort of yeah. thing. And that sort of thing. And I haven't figured it out, but yeah. I'm definitely moving back into that space and, and looking at, at offering so yeah uh mate uh, yeah. so the fire circles they are coming they are coming thousand percent thousand percent yes i worked away yeah. through that so yeah look at the moment uh not offering anything but looking yeah. at doing groups yeah uh, and moving back into that, Love that it. Energy let us know when you do because yeah, sure. we will add it to this podcast okay and sure i will be a seat on that uh <laughs> <laughs> too. yeah yeah awesome awesome perfect yeah. all right all right Peace, gents love and health absolute Wonderful. pleasure thank you thank you